funny. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. What a dick. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, welcome to Cousin Roos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show you need for your spank bank. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, he's been called Mean Doug. He's been called Fat Doug. He's been called Ugly Doug. From the Who's Right Podcast, it's Mean Fat Ugly Doug. What's up, buddy? Hey, where'd he go? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, great to be here, I guess, then. Is that, is that what I'm supposed to say? <laughs> Please go to whoarethese.com, get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and the link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. And you can watch these shows live when we record them on Saturdays at 2, Wednesdays at 5. We just did the debut, the pilot episode of Who Are These Broadcasters, Christian Blatt and myself. We did that yesterday on our Patreon. Oh, also our YouTube memberships as well. YouTube members get all this exclusive content. So you can always hit the join button on our YouTube page or sign up on Patreon or Supercast links on whoarethese.com for that. Tickets are on sale for the Magic Bag, Friday, September 15th. WATPlive.com for tickets. Oh, this is the other thing. If you're, if you're going to websites for me, and I do appreciate that you do that, go to thecreepoff.com. And vote for Carl because the score right now is four to four. So we got a big Monday coming up. I think Brian Johnson's going to be there with us. We'll be uh, spinning a wheel. Someone will be spinning a wheel. There might be many wheels being spun. I don't know. But if you can help me out, go to thecreepoff.com and vote for Carl. I would really appreciate that. We also encourage our listeners, go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review podcasts. And then shit all over us in the comments section. But the five stars is the important thing. That's what helps the algorithm, so I'm told, by other podcasters. Today, we'll be reviewing a show called Bunny Ranch Podcast. This was a suggestion from Doug, but I think you saw it somewhere, right, Doug? Yeah, I got it out of your Discord. Okay, so do you know who suggested that? You don't want to give credit? Yeah, I got it out of your Discord. All right, rando. All right, fair enough. (laughs) We have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This show hosted by James, a.k.a. James Extreme. That's his Twitter handle, anyway. So Yeah, he looks pretty extreme. He's pretty extreme. Doug, if you don't mind, I have video clips. You have audio. I'm going to get started so people can get a visual understanding of what we're looking at here. It's a a talk show. It's an interview-style show. You have your host sitting across from the interviewee. And in this case, our interviewee happens to be this this wonderful woman, Olivia Bentley. And she's going to introduce herself to all of us. So, Olivia, for all the people listening and watching right now, who are you? Tell us a little about yourself. So, I am Olivia Bentley I'm at the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. I have been here for years. I actually live in Idaho. So, I'm born and raised in Idaho. I like outdoor sports. Um, I'm a mom. I'm huge on family. So, when I'm not here, um, I'm getting into domestic life uh, at home in Idaho. And I also own property in Costa Rica. I like to go there. What's to like? This is, we're off to a bad start because what this is, is a show with prostitutes, sex workers. What's the right term for this, Doug? Horse. Oh, okay. Thank you. I was, I was curious about that. Actually, I learned a new one. Did you know they're called courtesans? I've seen that word. I, did, I didn't know what it meant. I looked it up and yes, it means whore. 
<laughs> Correct. So there's a lot of words that we could use to describe this. And what this guy does, James, is he's kind of advertising the women that you can go meet at these brothels that are legal in Nevada. And so this guy's a dork. <laughs> from, from what I've seen, all he's doing is ensuring that nobody's going to want to fuck this girl or the right. one that I watch. <laughs> yes, correct. And he's so awkward talking to these women. You'd think he'd be good at this by now. Really going on there, too, because you uh, were nominated. So I want to congratulate you on that because it's not your first time getting nominated uh, for Nevada's Courtesan of the Year. And being induced into the hall of fame induced Aren't you inducted? <laughs> i think you're inducted into a hall of fame not no, he, induced he seems scared i think he lost a bat guys don't make me talk to girls i have to say if i'm going to a brothel and i have the choice between a hall of famer and rookie of the year <laughs> hall of fame is not good for this you know lifetime achievement awards is not something i'm excited about most improved <laughs> okay that that would be interesting <laughs> MIP. So he he asked that question at the beginning of every episode. Who are you? Yeah. And she went into this long thing about owning property or whatever, and she's been doing this for a long time. She could have just said, I am dead inside. That's it. That's all she had to say. (laughs) Yeah. And also the fact that you're a mother and you love your family, you can leave all of that out of it. We don't need to know any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, One more, and then I'll let you um, show us what you were checking out. This is, she's very excited about this nomination to enter into the Hall of Fame. And this is coming from the LPIN Awards, which I went on their website, I went on Google, I could not figure out what that stands for, but they're formerly the CWMC Awards. Don't know what that means either. <laughs> but what they do is they recognize and honor courtesans and brothels since 1997. So it's an important organization, whatever it is. Sure. Obviously. Yeah. And so she's very excited about this. So that's a huge nomination right there um, for, especially for the Nevada's legal sex work. Thank you so, so much. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you um, so much. It's always, I'm always so grateful to be recognized as good pussy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, how do you judge this? Yeah. that's How do that's I become point. a judge for this? Is yeah. I guess my question. That's what I want to know. All right, Doug, you checked out a different episode, I believe. It's a lot like obscenity. You know, I, I can't, Give you the definition, but I know it when I see it. Yeah, right. Like pornography. Yeah. All right. What did you pick up on here, buddy? Starting off with the way he interviews guests, my clip number two is him going into that same who are you thing. But welcome back to the Bunny Ranch podcast. I'm James. (laughs) And this week from Kit Kat Ranch, we have the fabulous Molly. Hi there, James. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Molly, tell us a little about yours. Like how, who are you? God, it's okay. the first question. Yeah. Like, be ready for it. Hamana, hamana. <laughs> so nervous. What I like about it is he he knows that people don't like the question. My clip three shows him telling people, you know, or saying that that he knows that it's a, a bad question. All right. I mean, that's the the coveted question, right? That I right? ask all the time is, who are you? And, coveted. You know, and everyone hates this question because <laughs> right. I hate even saying who are like sometimes because it's put on the spot. But it's a lot. <laughs> okay, so he knows it sucks. <laughs> okay, so he knows it sucks, but he doesn't know what words mean. He doesn't know what words mean. <laughs> Obviously, he goes, "I don't like asking this question. People don't like answering it. The listeners hate it." So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> now you go. <laughs> now you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Where did he learn how to improve his show from Opie? So the the beauty of it, the girl that or woman or whatever that is on my episode, Molly Blingwall. Yeah, 
Um, so now number four is her giving her answer to who are you? Okay. Hi, I'm Molly Blingwell, and I'm working at the Kit Kat Ranch right now. Uh, I'm from Oregon, and I'm a whole grown-ass woman. <laughs> I am living my best life. <laughs> Nobody that ever says I'm living my best life is living their best life. They're living in a trailer somewhere in yeah. the desert selling their pussy for 15 bucks or yeah. whatever the fuck it is they're she charges. A, they're getting a cut of whatever they're selling their pussy for, right? <laughs> and the fact that she starts off by saying, I'm a, I'm a grown-ass woman, it's like she's talking to her parents or her mom or something. Yeah. Molly, you get in here. What do you think you're doing? You're like, I'm a grown-ass woman. You tell me what to do. I'm living my best life. <laughs> Jesus, no one's accusing you of anything here, Molly. <laughs> what so, a horrible answer. Mo- <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because the the host thought it was the greatest answer he's ever heard to that question, number five. Oh, no. That, that, that's the greatest thing right there. I'm a whole grown-ass woman. I love, the, I, I love that. Here I am. Yep. That, I wasn't expecting that. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Fucking amazing. Wow. <laughs> wow. James is easily impressed. Seriously. You know, I can't imagine I would ask someone, tell me a little bit about yourself or, or who are you? And their answer, I'd be like, well, I'm, I'm blown away. Yeah. I don't know how to recover from this. No, now what do I do? I wasn't ready for that at all. Nobody's ever had a response to that question. I don't know where to go from here. Oh, God, James is, <laughs> is terrible at this. Can I ask you a question? Because you sent me over a photo of a woman. Yeah. Is that who we're talking to right now? Yes. Do you mind if I just bring that up for the people who are watching? And we can always describe this too. You call this... Uh, this file is called grosshore.ping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. okay, yep. She's got pink hair. Um, oh, God. It's not not a good look in any single way. The bangs. I'm not digging the bangs. I'm the, not digging the, the butterfly tattoo. The dog that collar is. checks out. Yeah, that does check out. She's a grown-ass there really woman, isn't, right? There isn't anything in that picture that that is good. No. Like, <laughs> Not not even the stupid fucking whore lights hanging in the back by the mirror. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing about it that's good. I would need her to pay me. Yeah. <laughs> this this would be a weird transaction a for the two of us. Yeah, okay. Crying the whole time. Okay. So let's get back to Olivia Bentley. And she's amazing because she has recently made the transition to porn. I know. So I've been in the sex industry for, for quite a while. Um, I'm very seasoned at sex. So, um, this last year I decided to take myself out of my comfort zone and get on camera. Um, and it has been really fun and it's been creative and it's been keeping me occupied. Wow. So that's impressive. She went from a woman who was having sex with guys for money without a camera Mm -hmm. to a girl who has sex with guys for money in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. That's way out of her comfort zone. Yeah. Very impressive stuff. How'd she come up with that? (laughs) Does she have like a consultant or a life coach or something? How did she even come up with that? Always wait for a lot of time to go by when you're uh, in this line of work to transition. You want to get into pornography in your late 30s, early 40s. As we all know, that's always the good time. All right, let's find out. um, Was was that Bo Jackson that went from football to baseball? Isn't that (laughs) along the same lines as what she's doing? Uh, nope. <laughs> just, just wildly different activities. Uh, I mean, they're both seasoned, but. Oh, okay. So I went ahead and signed on with 1215 Production Company. 
Okay. Um, and that is Mike Hammer. Mike Hammer, he has won AVN Awards for the biggest, like, monstrous cock. So I will be working with him. All right, that's not a good advertisement for guys who want to <laughs> hook up with you at the Buddy Ranch. <laughs> so I'm getting uh, pegged by a BBC uh, on a daily basis now. And um, if you guys want to throw a hot dog down a hallway, here's my uh, email address. There is a seriously good chance that I'm not going to feel you, but I will still <laughs> charge you regular price. <laughs> I will still moan as if I'm interested in anything that's going on <laughs> while you're here in the room with me. All right. Now, the next segment he does on this show, and you tell me if it's the same with your episode, is he reads their reviews that people leave for them. Did you get that no, too, Doug? He, 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 did, he didn't do that in mine. Okay. But I would, I would assume that the one that I watched didn't have any reviews. Oh, good point. You, you've seen the picture. <laughs> yeah, good point. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so this is like a bad edit. There's definitely a lot of editing going on in this show. I can... Tell he's not comfortable. He's very awkward. He probably says a lot of dumb things and goes, oh, hold on a second. Let me, let me do that again. So you can see the bad at it, but then he gets into the reviews section. So that's a really cool thing right there. We do have a few reviews, if you don't mind. Um, <laughs> we pulled up a few of the reviews you have. And I uh, just want to read a couple of them and then get your kind of take on, you know, kind of what what it what it means. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of them are straightforward. That's but a take. Also get like, you know, the real story of it. Okay. So sure. <clears throat> <laughs> he's so smooth, isn't he? <laughs> Holy shit! You can use a lot fewer words. Mm-hmm. All right, let's read some of the reviews people got for you. You're yeah. very popular, Gail. Let's check it out. All right, so let's get into it because these reviews. If you think this guy is a loser, <laughs> wait until you hear the people who are leaving reviews. It's one thing, and I have no problem with this. I, I don't want to come across as like, oh, like, you're you're a loser if you have to pay for sex. We all have to pay for sex in one way or the other. So I'm not against that in any single way what i am against is you fantasizing that the girl that you pay to fuck you is your girlfriend and then writing glowing reviews about her on a website somewhere that's where you're kind of in real doll territory yeah you're still thinking about it yeah that that's not that's where you're a loser is my point so blackhawk is the first review this guy blackhawk it goes um this is from um uh one of your regulars it looks like so I have partied with uh, uh, many times with Olivia, and I can tell you that it's not the same old, same old. <laughs> Olivia can and will fulfill the party of your choice. Beautiful, smart, caring, and adventurous is how I think of Olivia. The most fun party was an outdate in Lake Tahoe, where we enjoyed all Tahoe has to offer. Whatever the party you decide... You won't go wrong. And uh, it's Blackhawk, a five-year uh, party regular. So it looks like a 48 and a 72-hour party outdates. Yeah. So Blackhawk is a very special gentleman. <laughs> okay. That tells you everything you need to know about this loser Blackhawk. Also, it's odd to me. That he's talking about how you know we've been together for five years now. We party. We have these long weekends together. Why does he want to share her with everyone else? Like that's the last thing I would do is give a positive review. I give positive reviews to restaurants, and I want them to last for a long time if I enjoy them. But so I, I, lo- I looked at it from a different point of view. If if I ever find myself getting ready to walk into the Bunny Ranch, mm-hmm. and I'm what I'm going to do is look for reviews. I'm going to look for the reviews of all the girls. Okay. And anybody who's left a review that has black anything in their name, they're out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's also a problem. (laughs) I see what you're saying there, Doug. Here's another one. 
I love the terminology they use. Oh, yeah, we were partying. Mm-hmm. You mean she gave you a dry hand job at the hotel that you paid <laughs> 500 bucks a night for? All right. That's a cool party, dude. So then it goes on to um, another one. And this one. So that one was like five years they've been dating. This one's nine years they've been uh, they've been dating. So Olivia is awesome. I've been seeing her for over nine years. Um, she is always amazing. A beautiful smile and a mesmerizing laugh. She always aims to please truly classy woman oh it's michael <laughs> um he did our brothel crawl mm-hmm. uh this last year <laughs> yeah nine years so that's that's another gentleman that those those nuances of feeling kind of like a married couple at times like in a, in a fun way like the, yeah. the comedic stuff you know like the jokes and stuff because we know each other so well and, <laughs> and michael either. is a wonderful man too I want to get together with a whore and tell jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Work out my material. <laughs> you want to watch my podcast with me? <laughs> what the fuck? So again, you can see how this woman feels about these guys who obviously are forming attachments to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's another pretty special guy. He's my special little guy. <laughs> yeah. We're like a married couple. And then she immediately is like, oh, I mean, uh, but, you know, the fun way. <laughs> right. No yeah, one's ever said the, the fun way. Yeah, the, the fun <laughs> way of being a married couple. You guys can relate, right? No. I'm not sure what you mean by that. So those are the, that's the review section of the podcast. What do they do on your show, Doug? Well, first thing I want to do is go back. I, I checked out her profile, uh, Molly Blingwald, on their website. Mm-hmm. So when he said, who are you? She could have went through any number of these things and it would have made more sense than what she ended up saying. But so three <laughs> words that, sh- that describe me, she said, curvy, outgoing, and open-minded. I think she meant fat, obnoxious, and stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> miss, miss, miss. All right. Uh, she said she's a belly dancer. We'll get into that in a little bit. She says she's pansexual. She says, I love role-playing, except it's R-O-L-L, so I think she just likes biscuits. <laughs> and then her her specialties are girlfriend experience, porn star experience, virgins, couples, two-girl parties, outdates, handicapped and disability people, role-play, again, with biscuits, and then fetish BDSM domination and more. Okay. That's everything. So, yeah, that's pretty much everything. <laughs> well, Virgins they, were in there. Beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Yeah. When you so, specialize in everything, you specialize in nothing. I just want to point that out. In in the interview, so where we left off is she was just getting ready to get into who she is and, and everything. My number six. Get ready to hit pause. You'll, okay. you'll know when. All right. Uh, well, Molly, what do you like to do for fun? What did Molly say next? <laughs> Here are your choices. First, anal. Secondly, watching my great-granddaughter. <laughs> Thirdly, crocheting. Fourthly, big black cock. Fifthly, watching old kung fu movies. <laughs> Three. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. I'm going to go with fifthly. I'm going to go with kung fu movies. That's the only one that oh. zagged. Crocheting. <laughs> you think crocheting? Yeah. You didn't right. think crocheting zagged? Oh, I thought I, I picked the right. zagger with that. You're right. Go ahead. That, that's a pretty good one, too. All right, let's see. Two, one. 
I do enjoy watching kung fu movies. Yes! <laughs> yeah, baby! I'm one for one today on games. Shit. <laughs> All right. I do like your choices there, though, yeah, Doug. that was funny. I, I didn't. I didn't pick the or I didn't pull the conversation where they were naming off every kung fu movie that's ever been made. But if you're curious, go back and listen to the episode. <laughs> Why would they do that? Try to be sexy time over here. Let's not talk about kung fu for too much. <laughs> okay, and then when she they got done with their kung fu conversation, then he was trying to get something else out of her number seven. <laughs> what else though? Um, I do like to belly dance. I okay. have been a professional belly dancer for quite a long time. It's out there. There's some. You want to want to like demonstrate like a couple seconds of a oh, secret sure. Molly move? I could do that. Yeah, let's see All real right. quick. What's a professional belly dancer? Is there like some <laughs> sanctioned league I don't know about? Is this on okay, so ESPN. The first clip that I sent you, belly dance one. Yeah, will show you what a professional belly dancer is not. Oh, secret sure. Molly move. I could do that. Yeah, let's see All real right. quick. Camera should up, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll just see your belly at this point, but it's fine. That's all you can see. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, there, no, shoot me that way. Shoot me towards that. There you go. There you go. All right. I mean, there's a lot. There's no music. In that photo of her, I thought she was just ugly. I didn't realize she was also this fat. Yeah, she didn't look that fat. Oh no. You know, she said something earlier that she works at the Kit Kat Ranch. Yeah, I think she works at the King Size Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Ranch, <laughs> the Kit Kat Factory. <laughs> so the other thing, I, I sent you another clip of Belly Dance Two. Yeah, I'll, I'll play that here. So all that is is a zoomed in of his face while she's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that a tear? <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When a girl's being sexy, they always want to hear you say, yeah. interesting. Hilarious. <laughs> no, no. worse than that, and, and you guys already picked up on it, is do that away from me. Don't don't point your gut at me. He was literally looking away from her. <laughs> uh, you know, you ask a dumb question. Yeah. You get a dumb answer, I guess, is how that works. Well, speaking of disgusting, I want to talk about how um, our friend Olivia... Who's I would say up there in age. Mm-hmm. She's a uh, she's also a squirter. Oh, yeah! I thought you'd get excited about that. The coconut rubdown neuro style uh, to start was amazing. We're gonna have to touch on that one. <laughs> uh, followed up with even better finish. What a goddess! She even squirted for me. Mm-hmm. What a girl, or what a good girl. Sorry. So this is part of the review mm-hmm. that she even squirted. What a what a good girl. And so he's got some follow up questions. About what she does when she's uh, squirting. So, squirter? I'm a squirter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I squirt. I can squirt on you in 69. That's very, very popular. Um, <laughs> super hot. <laughs> I can squirt on you 10 ways next to Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now doug when i do go to a brothel and i try to find the oldest woman there (laughs) the last thing i'm thinking is i really hope she squirts on my face i hope she pisses on my face today (laughs) no the best part is how she found out the guys were really into squirting 
I, this I would not have guessed in a million years. And so. I didn't realize how popular squirting was until I did a twenty five percent off my mm-hmm. my squirting parties. <laughs> it is super popular. <laughs> Doug, there is a squirt group on. <laughs> Can you- 25% off squirting. <laughs> James just sits there with a straight face like, yeah. yep. It's a good deal. I did not see that coming. Holy shit. So, did you want to give out the promo code for squirting? Or <laughs> yeah, W-A-T-P squirt. Oh, this woman's insane. All right, so now we have another um, loser who writes a review for her. I had the incredible honor of spending a weekend with Olivia in Lake Tahoe. And we had a wonderful time together. Olivia is by far the classiest woman I have ever spent time with. <laughs> and more importantly, has become a great friend over the last couple of years. Ooh. She doesn't just want to spend time with you, but truly wants to get to know you and build a personal relationship with you. She made me feel like the luckiest man in the world. I was truly honored uh, to have this time together. And cannot wait until the next visit. Aw. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's another guy who's buying a girlfriend yeah. and thinks they're in a real relationship. Yeah. It is so pathetic. Then the next review was uh, Olivia's pussy stunk something fierce. What a whore bag. That was a funny one. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're all very positive, unfortunately. <laughs> I was hoping that something funny would come up. But all these guys are just pathetic losers. Who are like, oh, yeah, she asked me about my family. We have long walks on the fucking beach. Like, what? Listen to this guy read reviews. So he can't read. He can't talk. He can't ask questions. It's like they just grabbed the maintenance man from the bunny ranch and said, "Here, here's a camera. <laughs> yeah. I know. He seems like a virgin. He's giving off virgin vibes. Mm-hmm. The way that he's talking to these girls. This is not. Adam 22 would be much better on this show, I think, yeah. than this guy. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem I'm having. All right, Doug, back to you, buddy. Uh, we will skip eight. Uh, go to number nine. This is, I, I the way I described it is the stupid slut explaining where she's from. <laughs> um, yeah, I have, uh, I am Romani, so it is like in my culture, the belly dancing. Say it again. You're Romani. What is that? Gypsy. Okay. Yeah. Roma. Sorry, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like the word gypsy itself is kind of a. Mm. I, I know it's a stigma. <laughs> yeah. Big, and so I, I've tried to be a little bit more modern, but yeah, okay. technically we're from India, not even like Romania <laughs> or anything like that, <laughs> where the okay. people came from. Okay. But we've just fucked our way across the world <laughs> in a beautiful fashion, entertaining everyone as we go. And yeah. here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. She's Romanian from India. Right, yeah. One of those one of those type of Indians. I also love that she goes, look, and I can use the word gypsy, but if anyone else uses it, it's, it's very offensive. <laughs> the G word. Yeah. So I start throwing the, the G word around here. This girl uh, might be retarded, Doug. I don't think there's might. I, I okay. think there's she succeeds one hundred percent. Very good. Uh number ten is is her talking about when her parents tried killing her. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best setups to a clip ever. <laughs> see. Uh, have you been up to Tahoe at all? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I used to live here when I was really okay. little. Okay. And so I learned how to swim in Tahoe. They're like, swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, here, hold on to this brick. <laughs> Push her off the ledge. <laughs> so I, I know that you would assume that somebody gets into this position in life because their dad fingered them or something. But... <laughs> 
number 12 is her explaining how she got into this lifestyle. Um, so how, what brought you into this industry and then what brought you to here? Okay. Like, well, back in the day before I was a full-on sex worker and stuff, I used to work for UPS. You know, honestly, it was a really dirty job <laughs> and I got a lot of bruises and stuff and it was very hard work and, you know... It wasn't great for my body, honestly. Yeah. And so my oldest daughter, who is now 30, she's what? like, hey, mom, what? you know what I'm doing that I think you would love. What? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Her oldest daughter is 30 and also yeah. a, uh, a courtesan, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that one coming, yeah. Doc. You got me with that one. Holy shit. Speechless. <laughs> Yeah, being a being a delivery person's hard work. I, I know all about it. Yeah, really bad on the body. Yep. I wonder if uh, Trucker Andy's also going to transition into his <laughs> nice career. Gigolo what do you think Andy. that does to like the uh, UPS employee engagement metrics when they're 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 saying, look, this girl takes loads on the face, and she does that over handling these packages. We want more money. Right, yeah. That would be part of the negotiations. This woman would rather fuck virgins than deliver packaging for your company. Do you understand? This is this is not good. These work conditions are not good. Can we just get air conditioning in the truck, please? <laughs> and a door? <laughs> That's all we're asking. Okay. The next part of this interview with, uh, with my girl Olivia is they go through her menu. Now, I have not been to a brothel. I assume Doug has many times. Apparently, they hand you a menu when you come in, and you choose what you would like to enjoy. Is that right, Doug? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, this guy gets it. Um, I love it because some of these things are named in a clever manner. Mm -hmm. Other things are not. But either way, James is just like, explain this to me. He's confused no matter what. <laughs> Sex. Charlie and Matt, we will jump right in it. So you have an appetite. So... This is right here. You guys won't really see the image very well, but <laughs> this you can is right here. see it later. Don't worry. <laughs> Genius. So appetizers. So strip tease and lap dance. So that, that some people know what that is, but can I break that down for us? <laughs> some people might know what that is. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Could you dumb it down a shade? <laughs> yeah, only some people know what that means. All right. So then there are ones where it's like, okay. I don't know what that means, so I'm glad that she's explaining it. The Milky Way Massage? Milky Way Massage. So that is my hand job. Okay. And I'm preferable to that coconut oil, like I mentioned. So it's that's just a really fantastic, wonderful hand job. Okay. Do you have a special brand that you use on the coconut oil? Or is it your <laughs> secret so that way no one yeah. knows the brand? I mean, because some people do. I just want to make sure. <laughs> when I'm cooking, it's extra virgin and it's organic. Yeah. <laughs> when it's sex, it's just James like extra it's usually just organic <laughs> brand. And like, yeah. What kind of follow-up question is that? <laughs> what kind, what brand do you use? It's, it's coconut oil. What do you mean? What brand do I use? <laughs> oh boy. Okay. This is a fun one. This is also coming off of her appetizer menu. The next one is called Such a Talented Mouth. Such a Talented Mouth. Um, <laughs> Can you guess what that one might be? <laughs> Did you see his face when he said it? it? It was like it made him uncomfortable. Like, I think he's gay. 
I think that's what it is. Well, actually, what it is is such a talented mouth is where she tells you all about her children and her children's <laughs> accomplishments. Goes into a couple songs. Yeah, that's where you're just like, okay, this, this mouth is too much for me. Um, so, no, that, that's actually a blowjob. She does a deep throat. Hmm. And then this next item I thought was a little bit odd. Again, the name of it's pretty descriptive, so I think we kind of get it, but he doesn't. So with Talented Mouth, um, you're getting deep throat. Okay. You're getting deep throat. So sloppy face fuck. (laughs) Sloppy face fuck. um, That one is really, really, really popular. That's probably the most popular thing on my appetizers. And sloppy face fuck is just what it sounds like. It's just a wet, sloppy, filthy blowjob. Okay. Okay, and explain uh, sloppy face fuck for for me, please. What does that entail? So I I see here that you offer shit in your pussy and eat it out. What exactly is that? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She has this other thing. I I forget what it's called, like 50-50 or something, and that includes a blowjob and sex. But then she specifies, she goes, but if I'm going to do that, like you got to go down on me, too. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> what, are we dating? <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not, ma'am. That's ridiculous. Um, so then she talks about the uh, the get your freak out. I don't know if you know this or not, but you're a whore who's had a lot of dicks in your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Today. Yeah, right, earlier. <laughs> All right, this is uh, the get your freak on menu item. Uh, get your freak on. Get your freak on. So that is my uh, fetish, my fetish uh, choice on the menu, and and that could be a variety of things. So fetish wise, I can cater to feet. Um, I come to anal, so people ask me about that. Um, rimming, role play, pegging, oh, God. Okay. you know anything that's a little bit more off the cuff off and the fetish. Cuff. Yeah. What does she mean by off the cuff? <laughs> yeah, she's also an improv comic. Yes. You know what? Because um, I'm feeling weird today, let's do some pegging. You know, <laughs> just, just off the top of my mind, I'm thinking, maybe you fuck me in the ass with a dildo. I don't know. Let's, just, let's see what that looks like. That's not a great menu item if it means anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what does that one mean? Everything else. What's is. this poo-poo platter? <laughs> All right. This is my favorite thing. Um, this is what I'm going to wrap up on. Because if you want to talk about these clients she has who are pathetic. This has to be the most pathetic thing I could possibly even imagine. This is an opportunity for me to get to know you as a person. So like the guy that, you know, really loves golfing that will take me golfing with him. And I'm, you know, that type of thing. She has clients who take her golfing with them. Yeah, I'm into (laughs) hand holding. (laughs) We go watch a movie together. What the fuck? Meet my kids. <laughs> oh man, that's that one. I'm just like, really? You don't have a friend to go golfing with? You got to bring a whore? That's that's bizarre. All right, Doug, finish us off here, buddy. I've only got a couple so, more. So to speak. Um, <clears throat> then we'll go golfing. Right. Um, so number thirteen. This is is going back to where she had given her origin story. Now she touches a little bit about her dad and. Hmm. I'm guessing he probably actually did finger her, but that's irrelevant. Okay. Yeah, and I always knew about brothels. Like I, like I said, I grew up little in Nevada, mm-hmm. and my my dad lost his virginity at one of the brothels, and okay. you know my grandpa took him there. So it's just like it's always been known <laughs> that that's 
one of those things that happened. How does that story come up? <laughs> why, why does she know that? Uh, they're a proud family. I guess so. I, I bet they're very, very close. I don't know about any of my parents' previous partners at all. <laughs> it's just a conversation that's never come up in my family. Good point. <laughs> it's a really odd thing to be talking about. But Say right. mom. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you wow. tell us the story again about when Grandpa took Dad to the whorehouse? <laughs> All right, gather around. <laughs> Aren't you kids tired of the story yet? <laughs> Did Dad like hand jobs, and if so, what brand was the coconut oil? <laughs> yeah. Big debate. Yeah. So I, I don't know how long your episode was. I think mine was a half hour, okay. roughly. Yeah, mine was about 50 is, minutes. Yeah, number 11 is about... 16 minutes into the episode. Um, this will launch on Cinco de Mayo, which That's is awesome. tomorrow. But um, it is National Star Wars Day. Or International Star Wars Day, my bad. Very cool. Um, <laughs> Very so, cool. But, I mean, you know, it's a little bit rainy and right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to go back to, like, the 70s, the 80-degree weather. And it's going to keep going from there. <laughs> um, so we're finally out of that cold snow. And... What? What the fuck just happened? <laughs> when he said go back to the 70s, I thought he meant 77 when Star Wars right, came out. Yeah. So he just brought up at Star Wars Day and then he talked about the weather? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow will be partly cloudy. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> All right. I wanted him as a co-host on WATP. This guy's amazing. That That's all I have for my episode. Okay. I think that's enough for uh, for both of us then. I want to talk about a little bit real quick the uh, Ray DeVito fallout from the episode that we did where we uh, picked on Ray's <laughs> podcast. Were you sandbagged the fuck out of it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that one? That, that's the one, Doug. Very good. <laughs> so uh, my buddy Kevin Brennan watched that uh-huh. video on YouTube. And he actually, I've never seen him do this before. He played it on MLC yesterday because he wanted to play it for Bob. It was just him and Bob doing the show. And he pulls out his phone. He's like, all right, listen to this. And he pulls up the part where Liam tells the story about, yeah, I remember we went to that comedy club and that girl wanted you to drive her home. And you were like, nah, I'm going to go inside and keep drinking. And KB just looks at Bob and he goes, this guy can't be fixed, Bob. <laughs> There's no fixing Ray DeVito. The guy's turning down pussy. Yeah. And he goes, and he goes, Liam seemed like a nice enough guy. I don't think he was had any ill content or anything. He's just going down there and just telling a story about a time he was hanging out with Ray and, and Ray was afraid of pussy. <laughs> so funny. Some of the comments underneath the video we put up where Ray is on there with us and we're watching Stuttering John. Mm-hmm. This this commenter wrote, Ray's awesome topper to Chris is hypocrite. Just repeating what Chris said two seconds earlier. Then he does the exact same thing, and he's putting it into the time codes. He does the exact same thing at 355. Yeah. Then the guy goes back and edits it as he's still watching. He goes, 1007, he did it again. 3257, and again. 3952, and again. 4320, again. What the fuck is wrong with Ray DeVito? He just kept repeating your lines over and over again. I know, but I already felt bad for the guy. I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> he wouldn't even look at Lucy's boobs. Come on. <laughs> so funny. But uh, I did want to report to you, as I was watching Miserable's Company yesterday, and Kevin was talking about watching that episode of us ambushing Ray, he said that Chris is very funny. He'd love to get you on MLC. So I think you have an open invitation. Oh, that's very nice. If you ever want to go on there. I don't sell well, tickets, if... but... <laughs> you might. Yeah. Is it truly an ambush? Because I think in the previous episode, you said you were going to have Ray on to review Ray's show. Yes. Correct. 
And the it's only his person, fault for not listening. Right. The yes. only person who didn't know that's what we were doing was Ray. <laughs> and people like to act like Ray was acting when he's like, oh, come on. He's like, no, he never asked me. I, he literally never even asked me what we're doing. <laughs> I know. He just came on. It's like, do you know what this show is? Doug, could, could you imagine the show and be like, all right, what are we talking about today? Like, that's not what this show is. I, mean, it's not. I think I did that once early on. <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, either. I mean, you could show up without clips or you're, you're busy or something, but. Okay, Shuli did that to me one time. <laughs> Shuli definitely did that to me one time because I sent him the, the show we were going to do and he comes out. I'm like, did you listen to this? He goes, nope, but I'm looking forward to hearing it now. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's do it. It turned out to be a really obnoxious podcast, so it ended up working out well. I think that was the Rained Out Rantcast, I believe, was the one that Shuli came on. That really annoying girl and that guy who was really drunk and just screaming. Ring up some bells. Yeah, that was that was an interesting one. All right, Doug. I don't I don't know what else you have to get into today, but I forgot to tell you I do have a hard out as soon as Gino Bisconte shows up. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> no, actually, I have a fun treat for us today. I don't know if you've heard the news, but Howard Stern, who has the summer off, decided to go live on his channel Sunday night and broadcast a show from his house, and he's live on Sirius. XM, Howard 100, and this is how this sounded. You guys are going to get real excited about this. Okay, Howard, you're on. All right. Hey, everybody. This is, uh, I'm trying something new. For people who are listening now, I'm breaking into my own channel. I'm on, what? Talk about your summer. Well, yeah, okay, but I'm explaining to people what's happening, honey. What is happening? Right now, people are hearing you live. People are hearing me live. Hi, everyone. What the fuck is wrong with Beth? The guy is stupid fucking bottle mouth cut. He said four <laughs> words, and she's like, talk about your summer. <laughs> Make it about me. <laughs> yeah, I think Howard knows how to do a show. Jesus. And I love that he acts like this is such a crazy thing. He's like, I'm actually broadcasting from my house. Yeah, Howard, you've been doing that for three years now. It's not <laughs> yeah. surprising to anyone. Live. Hi, everybody. I'm here with Drew Barrymore and yeah. Jimmy Fallon and my wife, Beth. And, and dare I, I say, this is a Howard Stern takeover of Howard Stern Radio. That's right. And uh, what I did was, uh, I, I obviously can't get along without an audience all summer. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun. I was sitting and playing music, and I thought we would play music. I would go back to my roots of being a DJ. And um, who's going to start? Drew, are you going to start this off? But um, I have a bunch of people over. Jimmy right. Jimmy Fallon wants to say something. The, the, Go ahead. Hi, everybody. I, this is uh, honestly unprecedented. I, I, I didn't know if you were being serious or not being serious. Uh, you were talking about do, doing this. I go, oh, I think it's a great idea. And you're like, we're doing it now. We actually are doing it now. It's actually going out. This is on the air live. So Jimmy Fallon is acting like this is 2003 and Howard Stern matters to anyone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't fucking believe this right now. Howard Stern, you're on the radio right now and you're going to play music? Holy shit, I can't believe I'm here. Can yeah. someone pinch me, please? <laughs> it's like, calm down, buddy. And he gets it gets way worse than that. So here's the format of the show, Doug. You're going to get excited. Howard's got all these cool people over to his house, and they're all going to pick a song to play, and then they're going to listen to these songs. Pretty good format. What do you think? <sighs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> he... he... You know, you. I don't know how many times I've heard you say that Howard Stern is out of touch. Yeah. But just breaking into your own channel, I'm here with Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon. Uh, you know, ever since Epstein went up the river, we're kind of bored, so we're going to just listen to music, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Howard's way more excited about celebrities than the rest of us are at this point, because celebrities are boring. They're all over 
whatever social media they're they're in your face all the fucking time we don't care anymore everyone who's at my house right now is going to pick a song that they love there's a lot of cool people at your house right now right now there's some cool people at my house and i would like to pick a song too now i won't start it off either drew or jimmy will start it off or honey you can start it off not me not you Uh, now the way that beth stern immediately says not it makes me think she gets a talking to when she's out of line and maybe i'm reading into this but the fact that he's just like, yeah, you know, we're all going to pick songs. Maybe Drew, maybe Jimmy. What do you think, Beth? you want to do it? No, no. I'll pick the wrong song. I don't want to be picking the wrong song over here and fucking everything up. And spoiler, she never does pick a song. But I was thinking her response meant, no, I don't have a personality. That That is <laughs> precisely the case. Now, Jimmy Fallon is going to do his DJ voice. Now, he used to do this bit on SNL back in the day. I guess he's not great at ad-libbing. I guess he's funny when people write down. What he's supposed to say? Because this is not working at all. But do you do a DJ voice and get into it? Yeah, and do it in a DJ voice. Say hey, everybody. Everybody, everyone's listening right now. We're trending right now on threads. We're trending on Twitter. You name the social media. We are trending on it right now. We got a big new song right now. We're DJing right now. It's Jimmy Fallon, True Barrymore, Howard Stern right now. We're hanging out. There's a whole bunch of people that are going to come down here. Do DJs say right now a lot? Is that a thing? He was like stuck in a weird loop he couldn't get out of. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you hit it right on the head that they celebrities don't have a personality. They have a persona that somebody else creates for them. Right. They're not. So you get them all in a room. Can you imagine just before they started broadcasting their mundane conversations, what it was like in there? Just I'm sure they're talking about fucking drapes and Whole Foods and yeah, slave ownership or something. <laughs> We missed it by 200 years, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) We're so close. All right, so this is insane. Jimmy Fallon is out of his fucking mind if he thinks this is a viable idea. Tell everybody your idea (laughs) that you want me to do. Uh, Oh, wow. Can I say this? I'm not doing it, so say it. The Billy idea? The Billy idea. I have an idea. I just was asking you, and I said, I don't know how you're going to say no, but honestly, you thought, I, go, I want to. Because I don't play guitar. You do. Billy Joel is doing a great residency in the Madison Square Garden. I thought it would be fun if we asked Billy and surprised everybody, and just me and you get on stage at one random show and do a Beatles song. That sounds horrible. I've been to that show at Madison Square Garden. I don't want it to turn into a celebrity fuck fest. Yeah. I want to watch musicians who know how to play their instruments play great songs that I love. And why would it be a Beatles song? I have no idea. Okay. That's a great question, too. Jimmy hmm. Fallon just like, well, we got to get up on stage with uh, Billy Joel and, and perform music. No, no, no. You got to sit behind a desk and interview celebrities. Yeah. That's what you do. And I do want to point out, the great Missy B is here. She says, I used to work for Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, and I can defend Jimmy that he does have a great personality. Now, I understand because Jimmy Fallon was a comic first. So he's not like these other celebrities, which you're going to hear. You're going to hear the Drew Barrymore's and the other celebrities in here who don't have personalities at all. And like you said, Doug, just have personas and think everything they say is amazing because people just fawn over them nonstop. And it starts here with Drew Barrymore. She's going to pick her song. She's the first one to pick their song. And and Howard's trying to turn this into like, you got to pick a song that's meaningful to you. And I want you to explain why it's meaningful to you. And because your, your father was cruel to you. That's what the song's about, right? Oh, yeah. Good point. I, I didn't even think of that. He probably did want to go into his, his childhood issues. Yeah. You're hurt. Or, You're hurt. Yeah, right. 
I'm Drew Barrymore here, it's, it's, and she has ideas about music. Tell us what you, I think Drew should start it. What song yeah. are you thinking about? Okay, I picked ELO, Don't Bring Me Down, because it's a song I loved when I was young, but it's really Jeff Lynn. in my Jeff repertoire Lynn. right now, and I just put it on a playlist. What a, I have a what question a, about that song. Yeah. Me too. All right. I'm, we're gonna, I just pause it. We're going to get into the question about that song, but- I can't. I love Yellow. Sure, and I, I love that song. Yeah, but we've all heard it a million times. Yeah, I, that's not a song. I, I already pick. know what their question is too. <laughs> well, okay, exactly. You know exactly what it's going to be, and they all speculate and are completely wrong about it. Oh, good. I, yeah, I did good. Some, I did a little research on this. <laughs> when he says, "Don't bring me down," Bruce. Who is Bruce? Is it Bruce? No. What is he saying? Is it no, Bruce? He's saying it is Bruce. Bruce for sure. It's but who Bruce. is Bruce? I don't know, and I want to know. That would have been my question what year too. Is, this? is it Springsteen, Bruce? No. So they don't know, but they know it's not right. Yeah, no, for whatever reason. <laughs> now he's not saying Bruce. Do you know what this is? No, I don't. Okay, I looked it up. Okay, he's saying Bruce, which is actually a German expression that's a greeting. It can't really be translated. But then I saw Jeff Lynn interviewed about it, and he goes, "I just made up a word." Oh. But then everyone <laughs> thought it was Bruce, so then he started singing Bruce live in the concerts, but it was always just Bruce <laughs> was what he was singing in that. So these guys had it all figured out, though, apparently. Now, what annoys me about this is that Howard Stern, radio DJ, this is very exciting. He's going back to spinning records again. And goddamn, they can't hit the post because these motherfuckers get way too goddamn excited about this stupid thing that they're doing. Curly I show? wonder what song, what do you want to announce? Your, oh, don't do the curly no, song. No, I'm not going to do a comedy song. All right, don't do a funny song. All right. And now, coming at you, mm. WNBC, ELO. WNBC. ELO on a Sunday night. Don't bring me down. Come on, baby. WNBC. Quack, 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 quack. What the fuck? He's actually like a child. <laughs> Calm down over there, buddy. Calm the fuck down. <clears throat> My problem with that was he said, okay, what song are you going to pick? But don't make it a funny song. You, here's, the, right. here's the songs that you can choose from that mean something to you. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, God forbid this is entertaining. By the way, somebody in the Discord just wrote back, uh, somehow Howard Stern managed to make an even worse music special than Carl. Yes, that, that's the point I'm trying to make. Thank you. Tried to save my name over here. So Howard goes WNBC. He didn't even do it in the fun way. Nope. And Jimmy Fallon loses his mind. He's doing it. Guys, get down here. Everyone upstairs, get down here. He's doing it. Right now, you're missing this. This is gold that's happening. It's like, again, it's really not as big a deal as you think it is, Jimmy. And they're all screaming and yelling. Okay. So now a bigger celebrity enters the room. Uh, Jimmy is ready with his song, and I also want to introduce Robert Downey Jr. He's an up-and-coming actor. He wants to <laughs> wants. Are, are you? Do you want to follow? Do you want to follow ELO? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You do. Here, get on that mic. I will follow. You're gonna follow. Wow. Robert Downey Jr. You will, tell everybody what you do in case they don't know who you are. I make faces for cash and chicken. Oh. <laughs> And I, uh, I am an aspiring uh, radio personality. I, I have You're a very face good. for radio. This is live right now. This is actually going out live. By the way, you look tremendously fit. So Howard's obviously showing off for his celebrity buddies. Mm -hmm. You can tell this is what's happening. He's just like, hey, guys, you know what I can do? 
It's like a fucking trick. Yeah. I can go on the radio right now live. Robert Downey's been waiting patiently in a closet for like <laughs> <laughs> days. But that, again, it shows you he has no personality. Yeah. Like, I like Robert Downey Jr., sure. but I've never enjoyed him being interviewed anywhere. Yeah. And the fact that he's trying to be witty or charming, it's just not working. I never heard that face for radio thing before. Oh, that's a good one. Ugh. I was just sitting here thinking about, at some point, I'm going to come to one of your live events or whatever, and uh, sitting up at a, a bar table or on the bar with you and say, come on, Carl, do it. Do it. Just do it one time. Do it. W-I-D-P. Oh, he's doing yeah. it. Get over here. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> People are pulling out their phones. He's doing it right now. This is this is on Instagram, Carl. Oh, I'm streaming this. What, what, what? It's crazy shit. So Howard's obsessed with celebrities, obviously. And so let's keep them coming in because he's down in the basement where his studio is. And they were having a dinner dinner party upstairs. And so now they're just rolling in. Oh, and look who just walked in the room. Ladies and gentlemen. JBJ. John Bon Jovi. Well, he can hear. He's all right. He's all right. John, tell people what you do in case they never heard of you. We are experiencing a moment. But for those of you who are out there listening, this, when we say is live, it is 9 o'clock at night. It's 8.55. What a dick. <laughs> yeah, we know it's live, John. People aren't as excited about that as you all seem to be. I really don't understand this. Okay, so now John Bon Jovi shows up to tell us it's live because I guess he didn't hear the first part of the show where that's all they talked about. And now more celebrities enter the room. I know, Doug, you're getting very excited over there. I can tell. So what I'm trying to figure out is, okay, if he's got his little studio set up down in the basement or wherever the fuck they're at. Yeah. Does that mean that all these celebrities that keep walking in were just in a different part of the house mingling? Yes, they're, they have a, they're having a dinner party. Then a light goes on. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, okay, they were having a dinner party, and then just a group of them straggled off to the side and said, hey, let's play music? Yes, correct. Okay. And I'm, there's a big reveal here of why they're even having this dinner party and why these people are here. But first, I got to introduce you to even more celebrities entering the room, Doug. Look at Doug just light up. He's like, yay! More celebrities. (laughs) I've never seen him him so giddy. This is my lit up face. Yes. (laughs) You're an innovator. This is innovation. This is exciting. Ali Wentworth is here. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Chris Henchy is here. Michael Morris is here. The uh, director. This is is going in the wrong direction. You know, with Robert (laughs) Downey Jr., John Bon Jovi. And they're like, have to explain who Michael Morris is. Like, okay, well, that's not going as well. As it was before. Um, We've also got the key grip from basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie Wentworth, who's George Stephanopoulos' wife. Wow. That's some get, Howard. How do you get that person over to your house? It's pretty impressive. Okay. So now they're going to let John Bon Jovi, because I don't know if you know this. He's a musician. They're going to let him pick the next song. It was going to be Jimmy, but Jimmy's being a spaz. So they're like, okay, get this guy out of here. (laughs) So Drew picked the first song, which was Wow. And now John's pick is going to blow you all away. John, be serious about this. I'm dead serious. Um, I've had many discussions with you about music. You are a music aficionado mm, and sure. also a musician. What is the song to follow ELO? I want to pick Hotel California. Boring. Why not Stairway to Heaven? You know, something we haven't heard before. Yeah. Hotel California was John Bon Jovi's pick. This is terrible. I didn't think I could like him even less, but I do. <laughs> this is terrible. I was really hoping he would pick, like, 
one of his songs. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's my, it's my life, his worst song ever. <laughs> I think Doug, you, I think you played uh, whatever that game was called. I used to do out here where we determined who what was the worst song. Oh yeah, ever yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that. <laughs> I'm over. I thought it was Have a Nice Day. Have a Nice Day. That's a Bon Jovi song. Yeah. Uh, it might be worse than I don't even know that one. I think that might be the worst. <laughs> it sounds terrible. <laughs> All right. See, I used to tell you that you were wrong, and now I've changed my ways. Like, oh, okay, well, you could be right. Now, Ellie Wentworth is there, and she has a big announcement for everyone that we have to definitely get on air. California, just so you know, there's a. Well, come here, Ali. Say, say. Well, I'm just saying that while the boys are getting ready to listen to Hotel California, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is a great pick, um, there's a blueberry crumble upstairs with vanilla ice cream. That... All right. So, well, during the song, I didn't make it, but I think we should have a little crumble. All right. Here it is, Hotel California and my talk up live from Howard John Bon Jovi's WNBC. I love I'm talking up, man. You're doing the bits. You're doing all the bits. I'm doing all the bits. You did it. That's amazing. He has his friends over to his house, says WNBC, and everyone loses their mind over this. With blueberry crumble. Well, that was exciting. Yes. Vanilla ice cream, too. She goes, I didn't make it. Well, I wouldn't have thought you did. (laughs) No one's accusing you of making ice cream. (laughs) Don't you worry about that. (laughs) All right. So, as I've been pointing out, Jimmy Fallon needs a lot of attention. And... He starts singing along with this song. Somehow he doesn't even know the, the words. A song that we all know the words to. And he doesn't, but he's, he's yelling that. He's loving it. And in the master's chambers, <laughs> we gather for the feast. They stab it with the steely eyes, but they just can't kill the beast. guys are good together you know what i want to do after we play the song i want to hear you guys do this acapella a little bit because it's you're actually singing very well wrong i don't know what howard's listening to i don't know what's going on right now maybe he had a half a glass of wine or something <laughs> you're right he's tipsy he's a little tipsy because it sounds terrible and it sounds like children and you knew that someone was going to start singing along with a guitar solo right yeah. so howard declares that they do a very good job singing the chorus together this is robert downey jr and jimmy fallon and so they're listening to the guitar solo, and this is insane to me because, Doug, I imagine you're familiar with this song by the Eagles, right? I am. Okay. Now, how does this song end? I think you know, producer Chris. Not with a chorus, but they're all waiting for the chorus to come back uh, to sing along. Uh, <laughs> this is the burst. All right, get ready. Get home. ready to sing. It's coming up. <laughs> Beautiful guitar work here. And they should have collapsed this so we can get back to the... Beautiful guitar work. Here's, I'm trying to tweet as I'm talking. We're live, Howard 100, Sirius XM. And uh, I see Brooke Shields is here, ready She's... with her song as oh, well. Oh, oh thank God! Right, here we go. How can I top it? Can... You can't top this. I really can't top it. All right. <laughs> All right. 
That's it. That's it. The song's over. You've never heard this before. (laughs) I can't believe nobody there knew that that's how that song ends with the guitar solo. They're all like, here comes the chorus. Get ready, guys. All right. Hold on. No, here it comes. Here it comes. There's only 12 seconds left. Uh, (laughs) How are they going to pull this one off? And then Brooke Shields, Beth Stern has to be the youngest person there by 20 years. (laughs) These are old ass celebrities hanging out over at Howard's house. I guess that isn't too surprising. Things are getting too wild. Let's get Brooke in here. <laughs> yeah, she overstays her welcome, by the way. And Howard, through all of this, thinks that this is going well. Hey, keep it quiet out there. We're live, babies. <laughs> We're live, babies. We're live, babies. Yeah, hey, no respect. We actually are live. Can I say something? Yes. I wasn't going to ask people to come on the air live because we were having dinner. But I am glad now I did it. I think this is working out well. I'm enjoying the fun and the festivities. It's uh, it's working out very well. Brooke, what are you thinking about musically? Robert, you, you were supposed to go next, but Brooke has walked I, I in and, and she's anxious. She no, wants no, to no, get I'm it not on. Anxious. Nope. I would like to follow him. No, I think you have to go. I think <laughs> okay. you have the right song. Uh, so the first song that came to my mind was The Letter. The Letter? Yeah, but From, give me a ticket for an airplane. Does anyone know a song from this century? Nope. <laughs> wow, these, these song choices. They stopped listening to the radio in 83, apparently. All right, so obviously Howard thinks this is going great because he's showing off all of his Hollywood friends. Yeah. He's like, see, I have Hollywood friends. They're all hanging out at my house. Isn't this amazing? And when I'm hosting a party, I stop everything and be like, hey, guys, isn't this a great party? Yeah, are we all having so much fun at my house right now? Yeah. This amazing. A toast to me. <laughs> Let's hear it one more time for me, everybody. <laughs> so then he tries to get Jimmy and Robert to sing Hotel California, oh, like he was saying before. And Robert obviously does not want to do it because uh, that moment's past, Howard. Let's move on, you know. And he goes, oh, I don't know the lyrics. I, I, I you know, it would take me a little time to brush up if I wanted to do that. So then some idiot, probably Beth. Prints out the lyrics. Robert Downey Jr. because no one's getting the fucking hints. Uh, yeah. What is that? Is that <laughs> the, the, the lyrics? California oh, lyrics. guys, try. You don't want to try it? I mean, first of all, we, can we bring uh, in a pro? Uh, what? Uh, yeah. Who is it? Hotel California. John, sing Hotel California with oh, these two guys. Uh, all right. Oh, he doesn't want to sing. But you. All right. Let's play the box tops. Jesus Christ, Howard. I don't know what kind of bit you think this is going to be. These two assholes fake singing Hotel California, the song we just heard. No, you take you take a bad premise, which is get a bunch of shallow people in a room and pick a song that you want people to think defines you. Yep. Yeah. And then force them, okay, we're getting rid of that. I want you to sing on the spot. Sing this song. Go. <laughs> Usually that works. Right, don't get me wrong. It's <laughs> one time it didn't work out well. Forced karaoke. All right. Howard finally picks his song, and you were going to find out why this dinner party is happening. Why are all these celebrities over at uh, Howard's house? What do you guys think of the cult? She sells sanctuary. Oh, Great song. But, right? Sure. Now, that's a band, right? right. John, we like yeah. them. Yeah. Robert's, 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 yeah, Drew says yes. Drew says yes. 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 Honey, I'm a hit. Well, this is working. Did you yes. want to pick a song, huh? I did not. All right. <laughs> I'm going to end this. By the way, thank you for listening. I want to thank everyone for picking their song. So I'll end this. By the way, I thought it would be. hi? Yes. Hi. Yes. Uh, Thank you for saying hi. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 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 By the way. Happy birthday. 
Beth was very Beth was very uh, uptight because it was a huge rainstorm and was afraid that we couldn't be together tonight. But I'm so glad we're together, and we would like to sing Happy Birthday. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Oh, you think because Beth was uptight? Yeah, I'm sure, Howard. I'm sure Beth's someone who's uptight over yeah. there. A rainstorm. Now, so it's Beth's birthday. Does that sound like a bunch of Beth's friends? Does, <laughs> does Beth have friends? Or know. they just invite celebrities over to celebrate her birthday now? I don't know. Maybe she grew up with Brooke Shields. I don't know. It's possible. Maybe they went to high school together. <laughs> Well, I'm sure she grew up wanting to marry somebody who had a bunch of celebrity friends, so yeah, there's that. that. That's what I'm thinking, too, Doug. That's that's kind of where I was going with that. I was just shocked because I'm like, okay, they're having a dinner party. It's nice that Howard's allowing himself to be in front of these people. He probably did test all of it for COVID before they came in, I, I guess. But it's great. He's actually there. He doesn't sound like he's wearing a mask. He sounds like he's just hanging out with people. Good on him. But how fucking pathetic is that? That for his wife's birthday, he has to get all of his A-list celebrities over. I'm sure Jimmy Kimmel's kicking himself. If only he had known they were going to be on Sirius XM. It was a nice dinner party right up until they started recording it, probably. Yeah, probably. It's probably fine. Although, I can't imagine. To Doug's point earlier, I think you nailed it. They're talking about Whole Foods. They're talking about the vegetables that they enjoy eating. These are boring fucking people. They have nothing to say. Yeah, I so this whole thing that how long was the whole recording an hour and a half i would rather listen to three episodes of the bunny ranch podcast than <laughs> listen to that Doug, don't do it man come on <laughs> hey it's step off from that ledge my friend come on come back to us all right Doug, i'm gonna cheer you up thank you for sitting through that i have a treat i thought for this you. was what was gonna cheer me nope, up that was not it this is gonna cheer you up buddy don't tell me you don't like my show don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. On the Great Job Awesome YouTube channel, Patrick Michael, Patty Pukewater, Patty Seacups, he has been doing some live streaming this week. And this is one he did just the other day called The Doctor is In. And he starts off, and apparently there's more people than usual hanging out there. And so that's going to give him some nerves, obviously. But anyways, welcome. It's rare that we start out the first few minutes of the show with this many people, guys. So the pressure's on for me. The pressure's on. I got to bring something. I got to bring something. But I got nothing. I got to look at my notes here. I wrote down some stuff the day. <laughs> this is the very beginning of the show. This is going to go on for three hours. This last year, we did four hours the day before. And he comes out and he goes, oh, shit, there's people here. I better uh, say something. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh, he's, he's a miracle, isn't he? All right. So he's talking about this, uh, this live stream he did the day before. He's very proud of himself for so check that shit out. Please support that stuff. I don't care if you guys like it or not. Just support it. Because we're losing subscribers, guys. We're losing subs on this channel. We're losing subs on my other channel. Dropping so. like flies. Kind of weird. 
kind of weird. You start hitting a real stride, and then everyone wants to fucking leave, dude. <laughs> He's got a soundboard going. Then you do a four-hour live stream, and you make zero dollars. I was live for four hours yesterday, and I made zero dollars. Oh. Day before that, I think I was live for 90 minutes, and I made I lost $20. Dollars. <laughs> No, he said he made 25 bucks okay. when he did an hour and a half the day before. So it's better than Arby's, maybe, right? The hourly rate on that? I don't know. It's close. Uh, Not sure. I, so I, I think his next logical step is just to get off this Cactus TV thing and get in front of the camera. Right. And do whatever reactions or whatever whatever he's going to talk about. But if he's hemorrhaging subscribers right now, <laughs> that should tell him that maybe he needs to change directions a little bit. Well, it doesn't. He will not learn. He's just mad at people for unsubscribing. It's everyone's fault but his, of course. And so now we're about seven minutes into this three-hour live stream. And he's got to go to his notes to figure out what to talk about. And this is incredible right here. I'm going deep into my notes here trying to find some stuff. Oh, damn it. What? I had... Hold on. I got to think. <laughs> All right. What you're about to hear now is dead air. I'll try to fill it as we're waiting for him to go through his notes and figure out what he was going to say seven minutes into his show. And he doesn't even talk for the first two minutes. It's just watching the screen. <laughs> then he comes out. And he's like, oh, there's people here. Holy shit. What's going on? And so we're still dead air. This is still happening right now. He's still looking through his notes. I guess he's not. Damn, I was going somewhere, man. Uh-huh. Not well organized. I was going somewhere. I forgot what I was talking about, though, because I started looking at the fucking notes, man. Oh, uh, so, the fucking... It's even the notes' fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would I go to my notes? Damn it. I know better than to do that. That always fucks me up. Gee, I wonder why you aren't making any money on your live stream. It's got nothing to talk about. But he was going somewhere. He was going to go somewhere, and he lost his train of thought already. But he's been promoting... He gets the YouTube channel he has. So he has three now. Well, there's probably four or five, whatever. There's three active YouTube channels. And I thought this was only on Instagram, the uh, at that dude with ears. Doug, you're familiar with this, right? Yeah. This is where he does his metal improv screamy stuff. And I guess it's on YouTube now, too, which is exciting. So I thought we could check out some of this music. And, um, you know, I'm, Doug, are you a, a metal guy? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, not the screamo shit, but yeah. but yeah, I like metal. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I think uh, when someone starts cookie monstering over good riffs, I'm like, I wish they would shut up. Unless it's Cookie Monster. <laughs> of course. Or Tukey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would watch Tukey's metal band. Oh, totally. But um, according to Doug from the Jingles Department, and Doug has been in the metal scene for a very long time, he tells me, that no, actually, Patty's pretty good at this. So let's check it out. Uh, maybe I'm the crazy one. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, when, when he does the singing stuff, that's where he, uh, he loses me a little bit. Okay, let's check out another song real quick. This is called uh, Chunk No Captain Chunk. And then is it after this where you're going to cheer me up? Or <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I have something very exciting coming up right after this. It's the other YouTube channel that he started up recently that I'm very excited I hope it's about. Blueberry crumble with ice a uh, deathcore freestyle is what he's describing this as i don't know what uh categorizes that but even the band behind him isn't very good in this one it's not impressive music in any single way i don't get it i don't get it You're guys asked, the, okay so the, the thing that gets me about him and i know that you can't say anything about patrick michael that hasn't already been said before but he it's like his production is good and what i mean by that is his graphics he he's better at graphics than I am. Same his, here. Yep. His all his intros and shit. I don't know how much of it is what he's doing and how much he's just taking. But everything is good. And then he sits down in front of the camera and hits go live, and it's like I've got nothing. Fuck. Like he's got everything from behind the scenes. Yeah. And nothing after that point. And the crazy part is because Doug has been with us from the beginning. Doug sent me. Uh, chewed gum right and said you got to check this guy out and you would think he'd be better at podcasting by now he'd have to be better at podcasting by now yeah that was like five years ago that was like five years ago and he's coming on and he's just like all right i got nothing i got nothing to talk about let me go in my notes ah i can't find notes there were notes but i don't know where the notes are that's insane at least he used to be able to read an imdb page and right yes So if I could give him any advice, which he wouldn't listen to, is just focus. Like, just hold off on the music, hold off on the graphics, hold off on anything, and just spend a half hour preparing what you're going to talk about. Pull stupid news stories or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Just pick one thing and fucking go that direction. All right. Perfect segue. Because what he's doing now is he started up another YouTube channel. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And this YouTube channel is um this one is called something about scary and this is one where he reads scary stories i love scary stories coming from patty seacups what's great about this story called the thrill is that he wrote it oh i don't know if you've ever seen this before doug but (laughs) you talk about preparing for a show he wrote a scary story he's now going to read to us wow i told you'd get excited you didn't believe me so it's after this segment then that I'm going to get excited. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> what do I got to do around here? All right. This is pretty scary stuff. So I just want to warn, you know, get your parents permission <laughs> to listen to the next part of this show. That's the other thing, too, is this is what you were talking about, where there's a bunch of graphics and animations and things and whatever this music is. I think he creates it himself. And it just goes on way too long. A lot of these videos are two minutes long, and the first 30 seconds are this. 
It's because he's still trying to figure out what the fuck he's going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to find his notes. <laughs> All right. He woke up again today. After a night of aggressive, intense, and reckless behavior, the sipping, the chugging, the sweating, it was a war within his cells. What did he do? Why was this time so easy? It was always an ache like nothing else, but now it was easy. Now it was normal. He stumbled around his filthy apartment. His thirst is unbearable, unquenchable, unhinged. His thirst is unhinged? <laughs> <laughs> so is mine. <laughs> I have an unhinged thirst. <laughs> he reaches for the refrigerator handle and pulls, even though he knows there's nothing there. He slams it closed and reaches for the cabinet. A single soap-stained, translucent red cup. The faucet rushes something that isn't water at first. Then he fills the cup, chugs it down, and then does it again. The water is cool. He can feel it run through his body like the old hose at his grandpa's house. <laughs> the old hose. That what? wasn't a hose. <laughs> he can feel the cool water run through his body like a hose at grandpa's house. Yeah. What don't you get? I know. He's kind of painting a picture, can't he? All right. Fair enough. Moving on. It refills, retains, and refreshes, but it's just beginning. The shirtless grizzled man strolls back to his mattress on the floor in his poorly sized gray sweatpants. He's not exhausted. <laughs> poorly sized? Are they tight? Are they loose? He never explains it. <laughs> I don't know what to make of this. I know he's shirtless. I know he hasn't shaved in a bit. And his sweatpants don't fit. That's what I know so far. All right. I'm petrified. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a blanket to curl up in? <laughs> not physically. His mind wanders. A night full of adventure beyond imagination, and yet he feels fine. He feels empty almost, but why? It's you. Wait a second, which is it? He feels fine or he feels empty? Aren't those two different things? He there, there was an old post from years and years ago where it was funny writing analogies or something like that. Yeah. And, and it's like that's his style of writing. Like he, he was as tall as a six foot three inch tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. His pants fit like ill-fitting pants. <laughs> ...beyond imagination, and yet he feels fine. He feels empty almost, but why? It's usually unstoppable. It's usually worthy of more, but now it's a blank chalkboard. It's usually worthy of more, but now it's a blank chalkboard? I think he just stumbled into one of those examples for us right there, Doug. I think he set it up perfectly. The fuck does that mean? He questions the joy, the memories, the fun. Is it worth it when he continues to feel a giant void? It was filling the void, now nothing. Why does he do it in the first place? While his mind does lapse, he hears three loud knocks on his apartment door. And because his apartment is basically empty, it echoes and rattles his brain. The man quietly steps towards the people. Production? Wow, <laughs> I'm impressed. I feel like I'm there. <laughs> That rattled my brain. Yeah, I thought someone was here. <laughs> I thought a brain rattling knock would be a lot louder yeah, than that. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like, oh my gosh, it's shook me to my core. <laughs> okay. The man quietly steps towards the peephole on the door and notices men in uniform. It's unclear what the uniforms represent, but he decides to put his brown boots on without socks and grab a black sweatshirt off the floor and head out the window down the fire escape. It could have been a baseball team. It could have been Cub Scouts. <laughs> yeah. We're not sure what these uniforms were, but I'm getting out of here. 
And what, what was the point of the socks thing? He he puts in these details yeah. that add nothing to the story. Just to make it go. Why is he talking about he's wearing socks or not? Who cares? He's he's got a word count. He's got to meet. Oh, okay, right. yeah, good point. Seconds after he hits the ground, he hears his front door being breached. He starts to run. And in this city, a man that looks homeless sprinting is not uncommon. He hears shouts (laughs) from the window he recently used as a door, but he refuses to stop running. And at this point, he doesn't even feel like he's running. His legs don't burn or ache. His breath is calm and smooth while the terrain is reckless and people are on every side of him. But he pushes and runs faster. Where's he going? Why is he running? He knows why. But isn't it over anyways? He's numb to it all. He's d- I'm I'm not understanding who the narrator is in this. Why is he running? He knows why he's running. <laughs> Tell us. But, uh, yeah, all right, here's what I think. He yeah. doesn't know what's going to happen as he's writing this. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he didn't write it. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Let's see. He's numb to it all. He's dead. Well, he might as well be but he won't let them take him. After a few minutes of running the broken streets of this drug-riddled city, a car full of uniformed men catch up to him and proceed to make an arrest. The man doesn't give too much of a fight, although he knows he could have. If- Didn't he just say he won't let them take him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and he immediately goes, and then he gave up without a struggle. Yeah, they couldn't go for a run first. <laughs> and I think that was only separated by a comma. Yeah, <laughs> right. It was in the same sentence. Yeah, you're right. He wanted the uniform men reveal that they are the FBI and they finally caught the man that they've been looking for. He knew that shit already, but how funny to hear them do Stop. their job like that. What kind of uniform were they wearing? If it didn't say FBI, <laughs> what would they be wearing? Good, very good question. Hypocrisy police. <laughs> the flesh robots they are. Oh, he, he gets a dig in on the FBI for some reason. Because <laughs> this is what I can't understand. Is if is the narrator the, the guy or is they just... All right. Just omniscient. Yeah, something. Shit already. But how funny to hear them do their job like the flesh robots they are. Oof. The man had killed dozens of people, and the FBI tracked him to a dilapidated apartment where the rats were the landlords. Isn't it dilapidated? Yeah, wouldn't the rats be the tenants? Yeah. They wouldn't be the landlords. Like, all right. Unless this guy's really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's writing checks. How do you spell that? R-A-T? <laughs> So stupid. I'm sorry. I'm getting nitpicky. Robots they are. The man had killed dozens of people, and the FBI tracked him to a dilapidated apartment where the rats were the landlords. The man knew he was going down eventually. Especially after he lost the thrill. Oh. I'm I'm chilled to the bone, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Stephen King's rolling over in his grave. (laughs) I don't think he's dead. At the, where he sleeps. Either way, all right. Is that like M. Night Shalama dumb? <laughs> <laughs> I can't top that. <laughs> all, right. all right, moving on. Awkward. Yeah. I don't want to do a big long segment. I know people are getting burned out. There's a lot of centering John. He's, but we're gonna right. have to. It was the so. part that cheered me up. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a little overexposed right now. But I do have to start off with Mr. Magenta 
So John had this song, I'll Talk My Way Out of It. That was his big hit song. He talks about it a lot. All the celebrities who had cameos in the music video. Mr. Magenta has outdone himself on this one with I Will Fight My Way Out of It. Everybody tells me that I'm dumb as fuck. They don't seem to understand. Totally in the best shape of my life right now And boxing three people's a good plan Yelling over everyone because I am no wit You can watch me bitch and scream until my legs get filled with spit I'm sick of Kumi Ushuli and all the lies they spoke So I'll pistol whip Paki and punch that Jew right in the throat They call me in a lie I better yell my way out of it I'm ready for a fight And I'll box my way out of it yeah, I'll fight my way out of it. And you, Carl, I got something special for you. I- I'm gonna show you how a real man b- plays guitar. Let's go! <laughs> Damn these alcoholic fingers! Hey, John, can I try? Alright, like you could do any better. Oh. Yeah, I-, I could do that. Do that if I felt like it. Oh, fuck this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. Magenta said, the way the syllables are crammed into these verses, he goes, it was the hardest song to do a parody of. He goes, I was going to do a second verse. I was like, fuck it, I can't do this. He blew his voice out trying to sing this stupid thing. But very well done. Yeah, that's great. Mr. Magenta. <laughs> I, I appreciate that a lot. Now, I want to pick up where we left off last time. Because Beer on the Balcony is back. And it was supposed to be Opie. Opie canceled because of weather. Right. And so we got Elisa Jordana. And what I want to present to you today. John has said many times that I think I'm Howard Stern. Now, I don't do anything that Howard Stern does. I've never tried to be like Howard Stern, but... That's what John knows as a guy who's good at broadcasting. So he pretends that I'm copying Stern. What I'm going to show you today is that John's actually the one who thinks he's Howard Stern. The way he's interviewing this woman is reminiscent of how Howard would talk to attractive female guests back when Howard was actually entertaining and interesting to listen to. The problem is, is that John doesn't pick up on any of the clues that this isn't working. Anyone else doing this interview would have pivoted long before John ever does. So we'll, we'll start here. Well, the thing I like about you, Elise, is that you're an open book. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, I appreciate that because you came, you just blatant, just without even worrying, you said, oh, yeah, I had sex with Vin Diesel. Uh, no, I didn't. No, no, no. I didn't have sex with Vin Diesel. I went out with Vin whoops. Diesel. <laughs> well, Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah, him I did, yeah. And David Blaine. I might have. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is, why is that funny? <laughs> have you seen David Blaine? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it's is funny. that why he's laughing at that? He's just like, no, what I love about you is that you came out and said you fucked Vin Diesel. He's like, no, I didn't. I didn't fuck Vin Diesel. So he's already, his research staff is not doing a good job for him. Already. His team. Yeah, his team's not doing him any favors on that. So I don't know why John thought that was such a hilarious answer that she slept with like these celebrities, but uh, now John's got a follow up question on this. So who was? Just be honest with me, and I know you will be. Who was better in bed, Benji 
Ethan, or David? Well, Benji's the best guy out of all those guys. So, but who is better in bed? Just bed. Nobody, nobody's good in bed. I, only like uh, two people in my life have been good in bed. Okay, so you see what's happening here. Elisa Jordana does not like sex. She just said nobody's good in bed, and uh, may, maybe two people. Maybe, maybe that's about it. So right here, you got to kind of change your pattern. No, you keep asking questions <laughs> yeah. related to her sex life. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> guess what, Doug? You're right. That's precisely what John decides to do. People are good before you get to that, I think. It's, like, very exciting. Like, I like the time, like, when you're the courting area, the courting stage. Yes. It's, like, the most fun. Like, when, once you get to the sex part, it's, like, so, like, I don't like that part. That's, like, my least favorite part. I like when you first meet the person, it's, like, super exciting uh, you know, you're imagining all these great things, and then it just goes downhill from there. <laughs> but, but, but you do get excited, right? Like about like, like sex or like hooking up with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Before I do, yeah, it's very exciting. And then when you do, it's just a letdown. Usually, yeah, yeah, definitely. She seems fun. So, no, so no squirting discount then. Twenty five percent off. Now, I have to say, and, you know, she said the only two people were good, and he asked who the, those people were. And she goes, you know what? I just came up with a number. I, I don't even remember ever having a good time. I just want to say this to Elisa. If sex with everyone sucks, it might be you. It's very possible that that's a Elisa problem. Or she's just trying to be very unsexy and get out of this topic. Yeah, that's also very possible, although I've heard her talk like this before. Oh, okay. Eric Shun with two bucks says, Elisa's beautiful. John looks like a grandma. And he leaves this up on the screen for a very long time. <laughs> Which is always fun. Yeah. Why not get insulted for two bucks? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dignity? Schmignity. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I say that too. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to find out why John chose Florida. As we know, John and I are neighbors. And the reason why John decided to move to Florida is this. And in West Palm Beach, I haven't met anyone, not one soul. And I've been here for like a few months. And I you go know out that in like Florida, it's eight women to every man. Oh my gosh. Oh no. <laughs> eight single women <laughs> to every man. No, I doubt that's true. Yes, yeah, single women. But if that is true, they're widows. Right. Right? Definitely. Because women live longer than men. Yeah. And that's where people go to, to retire and die. And die, yeah. So Johnson, they're going, oh, yeah, I'm going to be scoring nonstop in Florida. Watch out. He thinks he's going on a college campus or something. It's like, no, that's not what this is at all. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. We got sidetracked. Let's get back to sexy talk. I know that's what Doug wants to do. He wants to learn more about this woman who doesn't have a sex life. Talk about sex. I think it's two people that don't have a sex life talking about sex. Oh, yeah. By the way, we do get into that. That is very true. Great. On the phone in one of our lengthy chats, you said that that any woman who org- who says she orgasmed during intercourse is lying. The only way that you a woman's going to be able to or- orgasm is through oral sex. That's what you said. I said that? Wow. I, yes. I say a lot of stuff. In a private message I to well, me. I remember everything. <laughs> In a private conversation. You remember that. That's for sure. Okay. Um, well, how could I not? <laughs> <laughs> So I think, uh, I mean, I, gosh, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine like having an orgasm from penetration. Maybe some people have, I can't imagine that happening. Um, wow. Dynamite stuff there, John. You're really getting this girl to say some sexy stuff right there. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. I I don't like Dick. Uh, It doesn't do anything for me. She doesn't like sex, John. 
She's been pointing this out. Yeah, but just keep talking. All right. So if you talk to a girl who doesn't like sex about sex, there's only one thing you could do that's worse than that as an interviewer. And that would be this. Everybody's different. I'm just, I was just speaking for myself. I'm kind of an unusual person anyway. So. And how old are you? I'm old. I'm very old. I'm your age. No, really? No, I'm not your age. Um, I, I, don't, I don't say it, John. This is going great. <laughs> I can't believe you just asked her, how old are you? And she's how much like, do you weigh? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> That's nice. These are the questions you do not ask a woman. He's such an asshole. Oh, my gosh. And then this gets even crazier because he asks if, um, well, she asks if he's having sex. And he says, not as much as I used to. Because I'm ugly now. So that was kind of a good deflection on her part. But then John asks the next worst question you could possibly ask, aside from how much she weighed, how old are you? So how many how many guys would you say how many guys have you slept with? So in the last three years, none. <laughs> in, the really? last ten, in the last ten years, like two, but in my twenties, I was like a very happening person. <laughs> so how many you think? Over ten? In my in my twenties, it was like, you know, um, I mean, I can think of like probably five offhand then. Um, but how many? That's popular. Uh, total, like 10, under, 20? under under ten, under ten. Jesus Christ! Wow, yeah, you're really- yeah, yeah, under ten. Because because these recent years there've been nobody. So John is applauding her for not having a lot of sexual partners. She doesn't like sex, John. I don't know why you're not understanding this. She keeps telling you over and over again. This is not her thing. She's not into it. Well, I mistakenly said that his superpower is he's incapable of being embarrassed. He's incapable of taking a hint. Correct. He has no idea. He can deflect anything. Now, I, like a lot of people, first met Elisa when she was on the Howard Stern show dating Benji Bronk. And I remember how much she used to talk about how she didn't fuck him when they were dating. So this is a pattern here. And for some reason, John is just not picking up on it. And also, what was that slut-shaming thing where you applauded her for... I don't know. What, so that was the right answer then, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is so apparently there was a right answer and she gave it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. Don't even understand how that works. All right. So then they talk about if, um, well, John, I guess she hooked up with a guy or didn't hook up with him, but met a guy from like her discord channel or something. And so she asked John if he's ever hooked up with a chatter, as they call them. I think he's like Mexican. This uh, this guy from my chat. I met a guy from my chat uh, last Uh-oh. year. Have you ever met somebody? From- oh, you did meet somebody from your chat. Did I? Who? Did, did they like threaten to kill you or something? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have someone like that too. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> I knew. No, you literally I, pointed I, a gun at the camera and go, "This is for you." <laughs> so, I, so I met up with a guy so like, like similar to that situation, <laughs> except he brought a screwdriver. Orange juice and vodka? (laughs) (laughs) I love love how she just trumped him. That was great. He's like, yeah, she sent me a photo of her holding a gun. And she's like, yeah, well, this guy, I went out with him, and he brought a screwdriver along with us on the date. Like, oh, that seems scarier than what I just said. Whoops. My bad. I love that she remembers Heather W. and John does not. Yeah, right. It's very funny. All right. So then they go back and forth a little bit. And now Elisa's going to get to the story here about this guy. That she went on a date with this Mexican guy from Discord that she thought was a, a good guy. But then I went out with him on Valentine's Day and he did bring a screwdriver to the date. And I ended up handcuffing him 
um, because I didn't trust him. I didn't. I thought he could kill me. Wait, wait. You have handcuffs? Just in case. Yeah, just in case of something like that. Oh, is that the only reason why you have handcuffs? No, no, they're not like sexy handcuffs. They're police grade handcuffs because I do a lot of like IRL streaming with strangers and fans. I don't know who they are. Fucking John's just not getting the hint. Ooh, handcuffs. Ooh, yeah, he's jacking off right now. Yeah, it's like John. She's not bringing sex toys with her. She no. hates sex. They're not furry, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you think this is. And then did you roll some dice? <laughs> one of them says lick, and the other one has a part of the body. He had the screwdriver to my throat, like all the way in your throat. Did you take it all the way? In your... <laughs> How deep? <laughs> that that whole story didn't make any fucking sense. John yeah. had no follow up questions. I'd be like, well, how do you handcuff a guy who wants to hurt you? What do you mean you carry around handcuffs? Is she great at like tackling guys and getting their arms behind their back? And I would watch that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to tune into her IRL stream. <laughs> yeah. <she's> doing. <laughs> Let's stream with her. All right. So then my buddy Gonzo Shitcock calls in to um, Lisa while she's on the show and she pulls it up for John. And this is what I was talking about the other day where this was Gonzo who told me this. We were DMing and he said, I think the reason why John is so much more animated now is because he's used to teaching 10 year olds. And so he acts like a clown in front of them and they all giggle and stuff. And he's just like, yeah, I got it. You know, and so now he's going on the Internet and doing the same thing. So Gonzo gets to ask him that question. Oh, wait, I'm getting a call. Hold on. Oh, it's Gonzo. Hey, Gonzo. Hey, Gonzo. What? Oh, also, and I don't know if this is true or not, but John had a friend in D.C. named Gonzo back in the day because he was trying to stay at Gonzo's house when he was doing his D.C. trip oh, to yeah. interview celebrities. Different Gonzo. So John's like, oh, it's Gonzo. So, you know, this is Gonzo Shitcock from the Howard Stern Show who goofs on you, John. But anyway. So. What's up? Hey, hey, can can John hear me? Are you? Can okay? you hear Gonzo? Could could you hold him closer to the? Where uh, would I go? Would I hold closer to here? Okay, yeah. go ahead, Gonzo. Hey, what's up, John? It's Gonzo. I just wanted to ask. I'm a big fan, John. Uh, I just wanted to know if you can unblock me on Twitter. And then I had another question too. Okay. Um, John, do you think that since you've been back, your big return, your personality, I noticed, is a lot more animated and like kind of like quirky. Do you think that's because you've been teaching children and your audience has been children and now you're like doing the same comedy like for children, like with the with the crazy expressions and stuff and the yeah. you know, the the big aspect and all <laughs> the balloons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could answer. Uh I'm just happier to do it now. Like, I, I know you... why, because you're probably more relaxed. Well, yeah, because at least I was doing politics for the longest time. Yeah. And, you know, I would have congressmen and women on. So it was very, and I had to do research, I had to read books. You know, when I had a guest on that was an author, I had to read, to read words. Books. Pause it. Yeah. I, was, I had congressmen and women on, and it was fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah. That's what he just said. That's what he just said. He goes, I had to read bo- <laughs> <A> book. Book. <laughs> I had to read book. <laughs> And my computer won't on now, so we got that. <laughs> I only think he was miserable because he had to do research and know what he was talking about. Yeah. What a pain in the ass that is. So this is so much better now. And he's a teacher. Well, he goes into talking about how rewarding it is to be a teacher. And this is just fantastic. And yeah. let me tell you something, Lisa. Like, the good thing about doing that is that the kids, like, the notes they write you and like like the cards they give you which they're forced to do by the way this is not a voluntary thing there's like a teacher appreciation day 
And then they write little notes to tell other teachers, hey, Mr. Melendez, you're great. And he's like, oh, whoa, really? Me? A little of me? <laughs> I'm invited to one of my – I have a special needs kid who um, Three who invited me to a birthday party in a few days. I'm going to go to a birthday party. I- he, he won't <laughs> shut up about this. <laughs> He's going to a special needs kid's birthday party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> I want Mr. Melendez at my party. <laughs> I want Mr. Melendez at my party. All right. We'll, we'll see if he's busy. He's not busy. He'll be here. <laughs> That's insane. Oh. <sighs> To a birthday party. I mean, oh, but, that's yeah, so but great. wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a big boy. That. <laughs> that part of it was great for me. Like when I would, uh, when I walked down the halls, Mr. Melendez, you're my favorite teacher. Mr. Melendez, like, I'm... there's no way. Yeah, there's no way kids are yelling, "You're my favorite teacher," because then like the, the the kids' science teacher's like, no, yeah, <laughs> he's standing right behind the kids, like, oh. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so it, that part of it is so rewarding. And a lot of the teachers also knew that, you know, that the way I teach, I make it fun. Now, he's going to give an example of what he was able to make fun when he teaches. And I swear I've heard him say this at least four times since he's come back. This is the proof that he's a very fun and informed science teacher. I bet you already know what he's about to say here, Producer Chris. Now, so even though you learn that Jupiter is the largest planet in the solar system, (laughs) it's in a fun way. You know yeah, I mean? so you could make it fun. You could bring your personality to it. Yes. Holy shit, John. Unbelievable. So in, in all fairness to your, your previous point, I once had a teacher that got in trouble for drinking whiskey during class. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite teacher. <laughs> yes. Good point. Those always are the drug. I had a drug addict math teacher. He was my favorite, too. He was great. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good point. I had a few. Yeah, it was the teachers who wanted me to learn and succeed. I was like, oh, fucking riding my ass. Fuck this person. Facts and figures. Jesus. (laughs) Grades. That's all you ever talk about. (laughs) You want me here on time and studying and bringing homework. Fuck this asshole. Again with the Mars shit. Jesus Christ, this is math class. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Holy shit. That one random fact that Jupiter is the largest planet in our solar system. He has brought up at least four times. And I don't watch every second of what he's doing. I'm just, he's probably brought it up dozens of times at this point. He probably point. still names Pluto as a planet. What? <laughs> That's outrageous. Yeah. Let's get back to John hitting on Elisa. And people are going to... Well, John catches himself here. But he explains that that's not what's happening at all. Elisa, you're a cutie pie. Teams to him. Everyone's going to say John's hitting on Elisa. I'm not hitting on it. She's just... We've been friends for a long time. Yeah. Teams well, we were him. enemies. We were enemies too, though. You blocked me from Twitter. You just unblocked me to invite me to the show. <laughs> Amazing. Well done, Elisa, right there. He goes, Listen, I'm not hitting her. We're just longtime friends. We go way back. She's like, We weren't even talking up until two hours ago. And if you remember from our last episode, she didn't want to come on camera. Right. She wanted nothing to do with this yeah. interview, and he's been insulting her the entire time. Uh, I notice your hair's wet, but not your T-shirt. That's just rude. <laughs> you say there's a storm outside. Can you go back outside? Yeah. <laughs> Unfucking real. Uh, I love this guy. Anyway, so I wanted to just pick up on that a little bit. I know people are uh, burned out and stuttering John, but um, he has come back in a big way, and it is very exciting. Speaking of coming back, we haven't talked to Mary Beth, a review girl, 
in a minute, I feel like. Hello! Hey. <laughs> How's it going, Mary Beth? Good. It's going. Yeah, it's going? Well, thank you. Uh... Yeah. My husband is in the background. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we all love Brian. Now, I brought you on here because we have to catch a dabbler. Oh. I, haven't, I haven't watched this yet, but just from seeing the, um, the still frame of it, it looks like Cardiff put this together from the time that Cardiff was on with Stuttering John just this past week. And this is something that I have not really watched. So this is hopefully going to be news to all of us. But, um, Doug, you're familiar with Catching a Dabbler, right? I am. All right. I'm no good at it, but I'm well, familiar. Let's figure it out here. It's time for everyone's favorite game show to catch a dabbler. Are you ready to play to catch a dabbler? Ready when you are. Doug, this episode is brought to you by ArizonaBayCoffee.com. The coffee that your dreams dream of. Arizona (laughs) Bay Coffee. Thank you, Cardiff. (laughs) Lost that argument because he's not saying anything to do with the mole crap. Agree to disagree. No. How about just say I lost? Adult crash. Okay, you lost. lost. This is like when someone interviews a Muppet, only the, only this time the Muppet is smarter. You see, I can take people goofing on me. I don't really care. Anymore. Are they calling you the Muppet or me? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're the Muppet and, I'm, and you're smarter than me. I don't know. Well, I am uh, very smart. Uh, I don't know. Judging by your picture, like you look like you're a, I don't know. Are, are you a construction worker? In the summertime, and what do you do in the fall? Uh, I, I all, all I'll say is I'm in education, but that's again something that Chad has been uh, putting all over the internet. Well, I'm happy to hear that, Cardiff. What the you Chad's know, putting it all over the internet? You know, you teach, <laughs> right. don't Not a teacher. <laughs> uh, I will point out people who aren't uh, watching this that there is an advertisement on here. That this entire episode is up on Cardiff's Patreon. If you want to watch uh, Cardiff with Stuttering Gemma one day. Something that Chad has been uh, putting all over the internet. Well, I'm happy to hear that, Cardiff. You know, you know they need teachers, don't they? Not a teacher, but I'm in education. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what did John say next? That's Here amazing. are your choices. Number one. A special needs person. B. Driving the short bus. Next. On the lunch menu. Four. With a smirk on John's face. A janitor. Lastly. A teacher. Okay. Now, on the lunch menu is way too clever. Yeah. There's no way. John, John says that, I'm going to give him props because that would be funny. All right. What are you saying? Kyle? I think that it's number four. Okay. With a smirk on his face, a janitor. All right. Um, I'll go to you, Doug. What do you think? I went with C. Oh. So I think I think four has way too much detail. It's like when you lie, you create a mm-hmm. bunch of details. To... Yeah. You're probably right about that. Mary Beth, what do you think? So, Doug, you're taking lunch menu. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think I, w- I would go with the janitor as well, but I don't want Cardiff to win. So I will go with driving the short bus because John's an asshole. <laughs> well, yeah. two of these have to do with special needs. 
And yeah. that's interesting now, knowing that he's been invited and he's going to a special needs student's birthday yeah. party. Which is why I'm going with number one. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's find out. A dabbler. If he says teacher. Well, I'm happy to hear that, Cardiff. You know, you know, they need teachers, don't they? Not a teacher, but I'm in education. Uh, a special needs um, uh, person. <laughs> oh, wow. God. What does that even mean? <laughs> I, I'm in a constant state of education. <laughs> so you got the point there, Producer Krauss. I did. Congratulations. Let's but see I, I don't understand the point. Well, <laughs> we have a lot more time to go. Let's see how oh, Cardiff okay. reacts to this one. <laughs> a special needs person. Uh, more maintenance I got you, a friend of mine does that too <laughs> Finn Garen Diaz uh, thanks for two bucks Suttering John, brag more about the clubs in, the, in Nevada he played at schmuck <laughs> oh. oh you hurt you hurt you mad you mad oh you want a hanky no so, John. <laughs> Marcus Zero, thanks for the five bucks. I have wet brain, CC turtles. Uh, shekels, how about a little less anti-Semitism? How is shekels anti-Semitism? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> to catch a dabbler. Part two. What did John say next? Oh, nice. Also, you must get both parts correct in order to win today's game. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Number one. It's money. B. Howard said it all the time. Next. It's in the Bible. Four. It's bullshit. <laughs> Lastly. Cheap fuck. To catch. <laughs> A dabbler. Wow. I mean, you're the only one who qualified to win, but I'm still going to play along if that's all right. All right. Well, I'll, the I'll go rules. first just because I won. So okay, I'm going good. with uh, three, which it's in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with two. Howard said it all the time. Yeah. And Doug. I'm going with it's in the Bible because Chris is probably right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> good smart move. That's why I always go first because no one copies me. Mary Beth, what do you think? Oh, I think I'm going to go with cheap fuck. <laughs> okay. He seems to curse a lot when he doesn't know what it is. Uh, shekels, <laughs> how about a little less anti-Semitism? How is shekels anti-Semitism? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? It's in the Bible. Jeez. Yeah! Oh, <laughs> wow. Producer Chris <laughs> coming through big time. Uh, I think I've been it's spending too much time with Southern John. break with this woke <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> fucking. All Fuck Shuli can scream is... Anti-Semitism. That's his big out. Fuck off. Megan Wilson, thanks for the two bucks. John, I noticed that all your enemies are Jewish people. That's not true. He won't say Jews. He won't say Jews. He calls it the J word. He's insane. He's, I'm tired of all this woke bullshit. Yeah. And uh, the people of the J word faith. That... <laughs> what the fuck? What about Muslims? Oh, you can't say that. Um. Is Name two non-Jews that your enemies with. Please go. Anthony Kumia. Okay, he might be Jewish. No, he isn't. Chad sure? Zumach. Might be Jewish. No. 
No. I, I didn't make How the do list. you know? Have you seen their <laughs> team set up? Again, a very big Jew. Sean <laughs> <laughs> and Gino? I All just right. love Cardiff. Yeah. He's, he's killing it. Oh, okay. So now you're just going to be silly. <laughs> well, I am a potato. I have to be a little silly, John. Yeah, I know, but you haven't won one argument yet. John's here, my six foot five bucks. Hi, John. Please know that Cardiff is an honest potato with integrity. Also know that we love you. You feed us. John's ear mics. <laughs> you know, Cardiff, you, you know, I, I wouldn't mind hanging with you, like, as you and not a fucking, not a vegetable. I'm in. I'm in. I will come to whatever, have, whatever. What home, state do you live in? Minnesota. Ah, are you Scandinavian? No. Oh. No. Because you know a lot of the Scandinavians moved to Minnesota. That's why they. That's why we have the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Skull. Eighty-nine. Th- <laughs> it's fucking fun fact. Yeah. That's all for this time. Come back next time to find out if you are man enough to catch a dabbler. Brought to you by ArizonaBayCoffee.com. Arizona Bay. The coffee that your dreams dream of. <laughs> Gets every time with that shit. And there's there's Tommy for some reason. <laughs> yeah, no, Tommy's always at the end. He's the set ubu set of his uh, of his stuff. Wow. Well, that was a fun game. Congratulations, producer Chris. Thank you. I am impressed. I'm looking at you in a different light now. Yeah. Kevin wants you on a show. You're waiting to catch a dab. <laughs> Everything's been building to these moments. Oh, uh, what's Brian doing? He's being a, a creep, sneaking around. Uh, He's giving like, notes. I don't know. He's asking something. He's giving notes to our review girl right now. Does she sound like shit? I think she's on the wrong mic. I think she's on the wrong I, mic, too. Yeah, I she does sound like I, shit. I thought I fixed it. <laughs> you sounded like shit when you no. first came on. It might be better now. Thanks, Brian. Is, is, I'm <laughs> testing the mic. Is USB. it the USB yes. audio device? Yes. Okay. I thought I tested. Hey. Look at that. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. All right. All right. So, see you guys. That's the end of the show. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. What have we done today? We've done it all. We talked about Bunny Ranch Podcast with James Extreme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, a thousand percent. Howard Stern did an impromptu show over this summer vacation. And Beth really wanted to talk about what he was up to over the summer. I don't know if you ever got into that. (laughs) Right. We saw that Patty Pukewater is live streaming for hours and hours a day for shekels. (laughs) Whoa, don't say, oh, no, I said it. It's in the Bible. Uh, Centering John is being a creep and trying to do his best Howard Stern impression, but it's not working at all. Howard actually get girls to talk about sex, whereas Elisa wants nothing to do with any of that. Uh, Chris was able to catch a dabbler. So you know what that means. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The And I've already announced this, but this Wednesday, it is going to be Stuttering John and myself, just the two of us. Just sex talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get real sexy. <laughs> Seriously, though, how big is your penis? <laughs> semi-erect. What's the semi-erect size? <laughs> Someone answered that. I can't remember what it was. Someone goes, fully erect? Like, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's the only, that's the only <laughs> one that matters. 
Anyway, um, this how, was... how big is it when you don't have any heat and you just get out of the shower and it's 30 degrees outside? Yeah, and your grandma's standing there. <laughs> Go grab a yardstick. Oh, so fully erect. Yeah. Okay, just ask. <laughs> All right, so this Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Who Are These Podcast YouTube channel will be myself and Stuttering John. Some people are speculating I'm going to go in there like Chrissy Mayer and be like, hey, we're friends now. Not the case at all. Not the case. It's going to be a debate. I'm looking forward to it. We have a lot more to talk about. We did have a, a debate on uh, Miserable's Company a couple weeks ago, but there's a lot more to talk to John about, and I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. will be a lot of good back and forth going on. You know, I just hope that um, he doesn't outsmart me and make me look foolish. Yeah. Can, I, my, my can I... Can I interrupt you real quick? Because I was just waiting to see if you would reference it. So I had to watch the first interaction of you and John on Shuli's channel. Mm. Okay. And yep. out of everybody sniping everybody and everybody talking, I think Shuli had the best line. I sent you a clip just called Shuli. Oh, yes. All right. Let's check this out. Good good call. Chad, I'm glad I can give you some content till uh, Kevin. You just sit back, drink. We'll We'll handle this. You know, you do what you do best. Mm. Wait for everybody else to do something. You got it. <laughs> How rich was it that Shuli was telling somebody else that what they do best is waiting for somebody else to start a trend? <laughs> okay. I thought you actually thought Shuli said something funny, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it. The old bait and switch. You got me with that one. Doug. All right, that's, that was a bit rich. I understand what you're saying. So that's what's happening for the next episode of Who Are These Podcasts. going to be uh, myself and John. And this is the uh, round two of three, because we're going to do another episode, hopefully, on his channel sometime after that. But I hope that everyone comes on and watches that live and get in the chat room, ask your questions. We'll be on there paying attention. We'll get you on when we can. Doug, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You're fantastic, buddy. Thank you for having me. Always enjoy it. Yes, you picked a great one for us. That Bunny Ranch show. Wow. Stole a good one. That is, yeah, that was a good one for us. So thank you very much for that. People should check out Who's Right Podcast with you and your buddy, Anthony. Still going strong after all these years. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, we just, we got a uh, community guideline strike. Something about uh, Nazi scientists took us down for a week. So we'll be on Rumble this week. No shit. So why, what did you do with the Nazi scientists? What, what, what was the context <laughs> of this? Well, we had somebody on who had written a term paper or something about uh, eugenics. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you actually, had a, you actually had a guy on your show that yeah. is not approved for YouTube, is what you're saying. Who would have thunk it? I didn't know that. You know what's stupid about that, though, is Alex Jones had his channel nuked, but Alex Jones can still be on other people's shows on YouTube, as far as I know, and he's like persona non grata, so I'm surprised that just having a guest on your show would get you... I mean, you didn't get nuked. You're only off seven days, right? Yeah, well, so I think where we fucked up is we have somebody doing all of our thumbnails and clip editing and all that. Sure. And the stupid cocksucker put Nazi scientist wants to eliminate the Jews or something. And then he's got a big fucking swastika on the thumbnail. Like, what the fuck did you expect to happen, you stupid shit? Yeah. And Doug's sitting there with thumbs up. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's not a good image for us, Tommy. That's funny. All right. Well, hopefully everyone's learned a lesson over there at the Who's Right Network. <laughs> Anyway, people should check out Who's Right. You're also on Patreon. Yeah, you can find links to everything at whosrightpodcast.com. Very good, sir. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Mary Beth, you have some reviews for us? Yes, I do. Okay, we're going to get to that. But first, I want to say, please join us again next time. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush bits of morning radio. And now the show is over now. <sighs> mm. Okay. 
Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. With Lucy Tuckbox. From Discord, Rec has a request. Please ask if Ray has ever been tested for autism. That would explain a lot. Go Go Gadget Wang confesses, Ray is such a retard, but goddamn if I don't feel like I have to like him. And goes on to add, Someone doesn't like Carl? That's impossible. From Facebook, Dan J. Morris ponders, Since John thinks screenshots are proof of anything, can we get a screenshot of John posting a link to Carl's bonus shows? Benjamin F. Cohen, he thinks Shuli photoshopped him to be fatter. However, his screenshot is pristine. Ronnie Greer, I'm wondering if you really could share John's book for free. Isn't there digital rights management? Pablo Meza shares, Alex Stein was so good on the Hypocrisy Police show, even though John constantly screamed over him. Alex stayed calm. Bravo. Matthew Merriam, wait, someone was able to scream over Alex Stein? Milo Sanchez notes, everybody is good on John's show, except John. Brett Purdy opines, Kevin Brennan looks like a nerdy Al Bundy. Somebody had to say it. Ion Force, Psst. More like Ted Bundy, freaking psychopath. Frank Rizzo comments, I think he looks like a gay Michael Keaton. And from Patreon, Spunky Fresh writes, Bring back Andy. I need my Andy candy. Kilgore Trout, producer Chris. Women want to do him, and men do too. Bicarbonate of chicken gripes. I hope there's no stuttering in this episode. Too much of it on my YouTube feed. But then immediately retracts with, I take it back. I'm enjoying the stut show on WATP. From YouTube, Rob Berglund comments, John gets so excited at $2. That tells you how great his life is going as a talent. Bakaslan, John looks like even his hair is trolling him. I can't stop looking at it. Robert Ashton, Ray, be quiet. You're making SJ sound intelligent. Palel8283, as fat as SJ is, there is no back of the Harley when he's on it. Jim PK, I've never known an actual tough guy that called the cops for anything. Juan is such a pansy. Marquita Farmer, John's Big Lebowski moment. Oh, uh, hello, LAPD. Do you have a internet troll division? Add cuff doing eye roll. Oh yeah, we have a whole squad of guys working on trolling cases. And from Reddit, Turbo7049 plays us out with this summation. Carl sets up a clip. Chris zings. Liam bombs. Ray, I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those people on the internet are funny sometimes, aren't they? All right. Uh, Mary Beth, what do you have for us? All right. Enough of Shuli. This show, though great, obsesses over the most unbearable people. Shuli is the absolute worst. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. We're talking about Shuli. Is this an Uncle Rico show review? Where are you getting these reviews from? I don't know. All right. So Brian sh- sends them to me. <laughs> so the, all right. The, the, the Shuli hate is uh, creeping into the WATP <laughs> world. All right. Is that a uh, five-star review? It is a one star. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was being optimistic. (laughs) I should have done. Okay. Best show on the internet. Carl and the boys do a great job jocktobering Patty Pukewater, Tom Myers, Opie, Stutjo, and all the other terrible podcasts on the internet. Despite the fact that Carl is a little bit effeminate with a beard for a wife. Love you, boys. Skull! All right. That sounds like a five star. Very well written. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. I don't know why I always assume that all the people reviewing us are, are guys. I probably shouldn't do that. I'm always like, thank you, sir. It's very nice. <laughs> Carl's a hot piece of ass I'd like to get with. Thank you, sir. I do appreciate all of these <laughs> reviews that come in. Okay, I have one more. Okay. It's titled Gay. Hmm. 
and then it says scandalously gay dot 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 <laughs> scandal. pretty gay <laughs> <laughs> i would hope that's a five star because otherwise i'm it gonna... is okay <laughs> thank god Phew. hate to be uh putting off those vibes for real all right let's uh let's check out some voicemails here ah nikki from the bronx tell that fugazi goomba tony he still owes me three dollars and a replacement paint top Jesus Christ, what a stupid fucking accent we talk with. <laughs> go Yankees! <laughs> All right, go, go Yankees, Nikki from the Bronx. Guess we've got a rivalry going between uh, Nikki and Tony over there. Paco checking in with us. Yeah, what's up, Carl? This is Paco. Anyways, uh, you know, your last episode, I just want to say Ray DeVito. You know, he's not my cup of tea, you know what I'm saying, as far as comedy. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to hate on the guy. You know, at least he's trying. Fuck it. Uh, anyways, I want to take a page out that nigga's book. Why not? Could uh, we review my show? Let's do my show. I need some pointers on it. You know what I'm saying? Get me on, and we'll talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I think that should have been told. Anyway, Paco's out. Shout out to Ray DeVito, actually. All right, man. Peace. Maybe I should pull, put a poll out. Should we do Paco's show with Paco as our guest on the show? Yeah, put a poll out. I mean, I'll put a poll out. I don't know how that would go because I like Paco. You know, having Ray on—that's a different story. But I like Paco. <laughs> He's a good guy. All right, he calls in again. Yeah, what's up, Carl? Uh, this is Paco. I think it's about seven weeks now since I've asked for Andy's email. Shit. And listen, I don't know if I want to listen to Andy's show. I don't want to be disappointed, so I'm taking my time before I even listen to it. I'm sure it's great, but you know. Without Carl, Andy is kind of like, I don't know if he's good or not. You know what I'm saying? So I'm scared to check it. Feel me? But, uh, yeah, man, if you can give me his email, dude. It's not only without Carl, it's also with Brother Joe. But I, but you should check it out. It's a very good show. <laughs> it is a good show. It's a very good show, Paco. Yeah, man, if you can give me his email, dude. I'd appreciate it, man. I need, I need guests. Like, good guests. You know? Like, Andy caliber guests on my shit. You feel me? But anyway... Yeah. I'll let you go, homie. I don't, I don't give a fuck, man. Shout out to, uh, shit, man. You know what? Shout out to. Mary Beth? Okay. Shout out to, um, you shout out to me. Fuck it. All right. I'll see you later, man. Boo. Can't give yourself a shout out. It's not how shout outs work, Paco. Everyone knows that. Shout out to Doug. And I have checked out the All Apologies podcast, and it is all right. It is all right. I've, it's fun. I've listened to several episodes. Me too. I enjoy it. And uh, yeah, the Tiger Woods one, if people don't remember what that whole thing was, and it was funny because it seemed like Joe didn't get the assignment right because Andy came in with all of the controversy with all the mistresses mm-hmm. and the sex and right. losing his sponsorship deals. Joe comes in with stats. Oh, it's crazy shit. <laughs> Joe comes in and he's just like, yeah, well, he also made a joke on the golf course. He, he threw like a tampon at the guy he was golfing with. He's like, yeah, but that wasn't as big a deal. Yeah. That's not what people are going to remember. He didn't apologize for that. That's not what people are going to remember Tiger Woods for, but okay. It's like bringing Bill Cosby into it and only talking about when he flubbed his pudding lines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't listened to the segment yet, but I paused it because you said criminal doesn't rhyme with minimal. You realize the spelling doesn't have to totally match, nor does the phonetics have to totally match for it to rhyme. As a songwriter, you'd think you'd know that. Well, hold on a second. I didn't say anything about spelling. I know the spelling doesn't have to match for it to rhyme, but you, 
phonetically, yes, it does have to match for it to rhyme. Otherwise, it's not a rhyme. It can be close to a rhyme. Am I the crazy one here? I think you are. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. But, yeah. but it's, in the inflection, it's in the inflection of the word. He made it to where it didn't rhyme. <laughs> yeah, Scorch definitely figured out a way to make it so it sounded like <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> that is true. He got his poetic license taken away. Speaking of Scorch. Hey, <clears throat> listening to 429 right now. Every time you guys bring up Scorch, a guest sends, says some shit about his voice, about how it's not real or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I live in New Hampshire, and I have met him personally when he was filming PFG TV. When Owen, I used to rip on him, I went to one of the filmings, mm-hmm. and he talks like that all the time. And also worth mentioning, he was on an episode of, like, People's Court or some shit, one of those stupid-ass, like, reality TV court shows, and the judge kind of roasted him, asking him, like, are you sick or something? Like, what's going on with your voice? And he told her that's just how he talks. Anyway, stop calling me back with your erotic fan fiction. All right, I will. That is true. That is how Scorch talks. That's not like a radio voice, as far as I know. Now, the reason why I say that is because I've met Weeze many times. Weeze is a big radio personality here in Rochester, New York, and he's also got a very gruff, distinguished voice on the radio, but that's literally just how he talks. So I think Scorch is the same way. From constantly talking. (laughs) Possibly. Talking too much, some people might say. Hey Carl, Keith in Montana. I just wanted to let you know, just listening to the last episode there. And it was great having Ray DeVito and uh, I guess Liam, I, I don't remember his name, but yeah, how they were talking about this place I never heard of. You know, they kind of went back and forth. It's great radio. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that. Oh, but then my dick got so rock hard when Ray was trying to name off all the presidents. <laughs> oh, man, that gets me fucking off all night long. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be thinking about that for years to come. That's pretty good stuff. I agree. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't a pun. Bye. All right. Yeah, Ray had a good showing with his uh, naming all the presidents thing. What can't that guy do? <laughs> <laughs> when he said he couldn't name the planets in order, I'm like, I wouldn't have thought you would have. <laughs> there's no amount of money I would have bet on. Ray probably knows the planets in order. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But then he actually did know presidents. That was pretty impressive. I, I feel like it's a party trick he pulls out of his ass when he needs to or something. Because he seemed <laughs> every <to>. party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's invite the president's guy. He's always a riot. <laughs> you know, Carl, everything with John ever could be blown over if all you did was like buy him some tickets to a Dolphins game, and you both went together. Mm-hmm. Like if you just did something recreational together, I think he would solidify a bond with you. That will never be broken. He would, you know, he doesn't like to lie, but he would start liking the lie for you, buddy. Like, he's a, he's a weird guy. I just I just assume something very small like that means more than, like, $3,000 for an appearance. <laughs> uh, he's a weird guy. It's less than that, sir. I had a phone call conversation, and he thought we were BFFs. He thought he was going to be swimming in my pool later that week. Because we talked on the phone together. I think it's completely different than what the caller suggested. I don't think there's a bond with John that can sustain any length of time. No. All his bonds end up being broken. Correct. Because they're one way. They're very transactional, the way that he works. Hey, this is exciting. Back in the day, we used to get Fran Drescher calling into the voicemail all the time. And I don't know if she stopped listening to the show. I know she's been very busy with the strike lately. So I was very excited that she called in again. 
Hey, Carly Poe. It's Fran Drescher. Hey, Fran. As leader of the Actors Guild, I was curious if your friend Gino Bisconti had any opinions on the strike. Also, do you want to know how I became president of SAG-AFTRA? No. Because breast cancer raped me so hard they had to cut my tits off, they tend to SAG-AFTRA. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Call me back, Carly oh, Poe. Oh, Fran. <laughs> yeah. What a card. Some pretty good stuff right there. I missed her calling into the show. Her voice has changed a bit, though. A little. From, yeah, from little. what she used to call. But that was years ago. Yeah. These things happen, obviously. All right. Mary Beth, so good to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Come back anytime. Same to you, Doug. Oh, should I announce this? We're talking about doing a show, uh, an episode of WATP. I'm thinking next month. I got to coordinate with you guys. But okay. we're talking about doing, it's been a long time since I've done a show that I wasn't on. Now, we've had Doug and Kaya takeovers before. Mm-hmm. People love those. Yeah. But we're talking about doing a Doug and Brian Johnson takeover oh, of Who yeah. Are These Podcasts, which would give me a day off, which would be nice. But also, I think that would be a fantastic duo, and uh, it would be a lot of fun. So let's get that scheduled very soon, sir. Yes, yeah, I know I am... someone is excited about it. So. <laughs> oh, good. All right. You're, Mary Beth, you're not looking forward to it? Oh, I'm always looking forward to whatever show he's doing. <laughs> Good answer. All right, Doug. We'll get that scheduled. I'm, I'm excited. Thank you for doing that in advance. I do appreciate yes. it. All right. And with that, I will say goodbye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's the- over. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. Have a good week. That was a great episode. That was really great. Okay, bye.